0: What's going on, everyone? Dick here, and we are back with another episode of the JDA Show, episode 37, coming at you on a Saturday morning. Or Actually, no, it's now noontime on February 27th. Jesse, what's up? What's going on, everybody? Yeah, uh, no Andy, so somebody decided to pick up a shift Uh. when we discussed Wednesday morning that we were recording today, and we found this out last night. So, uh, actually... Like I kind of teased last episode, Nick and I are going to be playing each other in trivia. Nick is actually going to be in studio here in the next 15, 20 minutes. So he'll hop in and kind of ride a, ride out the show with us. And we'll finish with, uh, yeah, some trivia. Then we're going to hold off on the Celtics talk till he gets here too. Because obviously that's a very hot topic in the region right now. But yeah. yeah I mean, Nick's a big basketball yeah, mind, yeah, so it'll be nice. But yeah, man, I don't know what. Pull, trying to schedule this stuff with you guys is like pulling teeth. <sighs> You know, from you, you know, oversleeping to yeah. Andy, I can't believe, I still can't, I mean, I, I told you he has a foot out the door. Yeah. And you know, it's no big surprise that we get into a big argument last episode he doesn't <laughs> show up because he doesn't want to face the music. Oh man, he's not going to like that one. But yeah, but yeah, it's almost as bad as you recommending Peter come down here and do the show with us. It was a bad idea.
1: <laughs> but uh, he's referring to when he said sleeping in, I, I had a work meeting today, I was going to go to that, and then we we're going to start recording nice and early, and of course I slept in um and you're know. fired you're looking for a job yeah now. I might be on the mark I might be a free agent soon but <laughs> yeah it's
0: pretty tough for me right now all right so we're gonna start the show off and talk uh, some Patriots before we get to the Celtics a little bit of a Patriots QB update I'm starting to get the feeling like it's either Jimmy Garoppolo or Cam Newton I as time goes on You are thinking Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think it's – there's a thing. I'm less sure of it than I was a couple of months ago. But I just think if it's not going to be Garoppolo, if he doesn't come free from San Francisco, which if you heard John Lynch's comments, who's the 49ers GM, he said that he doesn't really see Garoppolo going anywhere. Obviously, he kind of has to say that. But I think if Jimmy G doesn't shake free, I I have a bad, really bad feeling Cam Newton is going to end up being the quarterback here, which I – absolutely do not want. That will just kill my vibes for the whole next year. I mean... You've you've been hearing these built-in excuses. Now there's a report coming out that Cam Newton was too bulked up because he got too crazy about his return, so he was lifting too many weights. So that's what... The guy can't throw the ball. No amount of muscle mass is going to change that. He's done. If if he comes back to play quarterback, Belichick is asking to have another Another six, seven, where you're not even competing... For the playoffs, right,
1: you know what? I I will say that if he does come back, I still will maybe think that there's a ch- an outside chance of the playoffs. But um, that's on the contingency that all these guys are going to return from uh, the COVID list, like Chung, Hightower, and who is it? Uh, Marcus Cannon, I yeah, believe. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think the bigger, the bigger. So I think regardless, those three guys coming back is going to yep. help. I think it kind of installs more that Patriot way, that leadership that you're going to need here if things keep going south but strictly when it comes to on the field, I really think the only guy that's going to make a huge impact is Hightower. Yeah. They, had no, they had nobody on the front seven. Our linebacker like, core
1: was very weak, and honestly they were really like young and inexperienced, so I think Hightower coming back would be big for that. I don't know. I, you're right, the front seven was awful, and I'd love to see them spend some money and pick up some guys, but I, I don't really know. I think we mentioned a Chandler Jones reunion. That would be awesome. I would love that. J.J. Watt. I don't want JJ Watt. Isn't happening. I heard he's. Uh, the teams on his radar are the Bills, the Packers, and there's one other team. But I, I don't I, know. They need help on the front seven. Bad. I, I think our secondary is fine. And I would even go as far as to say that we can ship out Gilmore and we would still be fine. In yeah. Secondary. And I
0: think, especially in the state, like with Chung coming back, he really should be your third safety now because you had Duggar. You got to. Who had him. a good. Who actually. Lit- yeah. So. He should be taking a step forward now and should be almost ready to be the number two safety. And I I think Gilmore's out. But the thing is, I don't know how much, how high his trade value is just because the contract he's on is he's getting paid so little where he's going to want a new deal. So they should have traded him at the deadline last year when teams were desperate that were in contention for corner yeah. gotten a second round pick for him. I now I don't think, even know if you get a second round there. Yeah. Unless you find a team that is super desperate for a cornerback I right now. I feel like there's
1: always those teams that are borderline contenders that really will just ship out what, almost anything to, to solidify something like that. I mean, he still is arguably like a top three cornerback in the league. But uh, also with cornerbacks, I mean, like every year older they get, like their value does drop because
0: they're so contingent on athleticism yeah and so my issue with now free agency which i believe starts in about two three weeks is so can guy like cam newton is not going to bring in free agents wide receivers tight ends are not going to want to come here to play with this guy to play with cam yeah, yeah and absolutely. now we've gotten to the point where i think the patriots and the quarterback situation are kind of boxed in right now because i think you're almost kind of waiting for the draft because i think you look at a team like atlanta with Matt Ryan, maybe they draft a quarterback, but now you're waiting all the way to April. Jimmy G, Sam Darnold, there's a lot of teams, and the Texans aren't moving on from Deshaun Watson. There's a lot of teams that are at a standpoint right now where they're not making any moves. And then free agency is going to start in a couple weeks, and how are you going to lure in a wide receiver, a tight end? Who's playing quarterback for you? They don't. What are you going to tell them? No. We don't know. Cam Newton? And
1: nobody's going to want to come on a one-year deal to play with Cam Newton, because... Uh their stock's going to go down because they're going to be playing for Canada. And I mean, look at every weapon we had last year. I don't think anybody had good numbers receiving. No. Other I mean, than the uh, the, guys, Myers, other than the guys who had no expectations.
0: And like you kind of mentioned that, I guess Mariota's moving up the ladder on the odds. Yeah. Start. Currently number one odds to be Patriots quarterback. That's another guy that the Raiders are trying to trade, but teams don't want to trade for him. Cause I think he's only due to make, Like seven, eight million this year, which isn't that much, but he has incentives in his deal where if he becomes a starter for a team and plays, it shoots up to like twenty million. Oh my god! So teams don't want to do that trade for that contract, so So they they, need them to like get cut exactly. And they don't. There's no rush for Las Vegas to do that. So there's really there's limited options out there right now. Because I think teams are going to wait for the draft, and that's going to put you in a really weird spot in the offensive side Honestly, of the ball come free agency.
1: I was against the whole draft a quarterback uh, and go that route just because we haven't done it well recently. Stidham was kind of a mistake, in my opinion. He doesn't look good. But I'm starting to get to the point where if you see a, a college quarterback that seems like he's somewhat NFL-ready, I would I would spend one of our first three draft picks on a quarterback
0: like in one of the first
1: three yeah if, if you have a guy that you think is good um
0: and seems like he can step in and play way well regardless I would like to see them my ideal plan would be bring in a veteran quarterback and draft somebody and draft somebody and what and cut Stidham. yeah I'm done Stidham can go to hell for all I care <laughs> how do you feel and this is actually a guy that I feel like could shake free because Jacksonville is the number one pick we know they're taking Trevor Lawrence yeah Gardner Minshew how do you feel about him I
1: I just don't like Gardner Minshew. I think he's going to be one of those journeymen. I, I don't know. At this point in his career, I feel like he's a poor man's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Speaking of, I, That's wouldn't, another hate, guy. I wouldn't hate seeing Fitzpatrick on the pats just because you know our offense isn't going to be so damn boring. And then he'll have been on every single team in the AFC East but, if he comes to the Patriots. Be cool. And uh, he would probably
0: do well working with Belichick. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's a uh, Ivy League grad. So That's like worst case scenario for me if it comes down to ha- having somebody like Cam Newton, and, yeah, or, you know, here we go, oh, our, quarter, our quarterback, or Marcus
1: Mariota. All right yeah relax with the Trubisky honestly Mariota I don't really like him that much and I don't think he's that great but I I think we would both agree that he would be a very large step up from Cam Newton you would hope and
0: I I think he can somewhat at least throw the. he can throw it
1: better than Cam and he is mobile probably more mobile than Cam Newton at this point in his career so and if
0: you're the owner if you're Robert Kraft at what point if like Bill's actually seriously considering bringing Cam back at what point do you step in and be like this is bad for business if you think your ratings are gonna go down, you're gonna lose revenue because people are not gonna watch. I mean, seriously, so thing: I'm gonna tune in and watch, but I'm gonna be hate watching the hell out of that. If can't, like you deserve to lose every game if you bring this guy back.
1: Oh, it's just very boring brand of football, and it's not necessarily a recipe for winning the way this guy plays anymore. Um, and honestly, if we do bring him back. I don't even want to see them bring any weapons in on the offensive side of the ball or waste any assets to to, to upgrade the offense because what good is it if he's the quarterback?
0: Exactly. You're you're just going to – you're restricting these guys' talents and skills and you have a quarterback that can't – none of them are going to want to come here anyways if he's the quarterback. How is Doughboy going to excel if Cam Newton comes back? And the clock's ticking on Doughboy too. <laughs> this is going to be his third year, so he's going to have to step up. It really is
1: ticking on him, but it's a shame what he's had to deal with um, –
0: Oh, I, obviously, his rookie year, he was with Brady, but he, I, he must have been up, like, the fourth wide receiver on that depth chart, probably. My issues with him is there's just so many other receivers the Patriots could have, like DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, yeah. that I would oh, take it, way. In that regard, it's a bad draft pick.
1: I'm, I'm not still ready. I'm not going to give up on him just yet. This is this is his witching hour, his deciding year. But
0: If it's your third year, you have to take a step up. It, yeah, well, I need to see at least like 800 yards and five, six touchdowns another Patriots receiver do you see Edelman a report came out that he's not sure if he's going to play this upcoming season I think he's done I, I just think these little slot receivers have an expiration date he's they going do. to be 35 in May this dude has taken a beating the it's last crazy three years. but I think he is going to play just the way he's so active
1: on social media I, I think he's going to have one more season and whether it's uh, see I don't
0: think if he does play though it's going to be at an elite level I think the guy was toast this past season because he was banged up Sure. He can still do what he does, though. Yes, it's not going to be at an elite
1: level, but he'll still take hits. I mean, he might get banged up taking hits. But, I mean, he's still going to catch the ball on the slot and get some yards after the catch. I don't think he needs to be an elite athlete. I like it. I mean, I feel the, like he's still going to have his shiftiness. At the very
0: like best, though, he's, he's an injury away from his career being done like he can't keep it's not necessarily up his where knee. it's
1: not necessarily where like Wes Welker was at the end of his tenure with like
0: the NFL Yeah cuz he was dealing with what a bunch concussions of concussions and, and I don't other think stuff, but... I'm sure Edelman has had his fair share of concussions but yeah. remember when Welker had to wear the huge helmet towards the end of his career <laughs> yeah, dude, with, like the little 57 dude yeah. cuz he was getting these receivers just you're running over the middle and you got you think, 250 pound men's cracking you No, it's crazy
1: and some of these guys are listed at 200 but in my opinion they look like they're every bit of like 185 so that's like me or you going across the middle and yeah. taking a hit from a linebacker <laughs> we would probably be dead but uh so you think if Edelman does come back do you think it's even with the Patriots or do you think he would ask to be cut or play the retirement card get cut and then go sign with Tampa Bay
0: that's what I heard somebody bring up on the radio yesterday this could all be a like a, a plan to try and you know get out of New England to go down to Tampa Bay what's his contract look like I'll look it up right now if because, you want. I really don't know I mean honestly
1: if he wants to go to Tampa Bay so bad let's get something back for him I bet they would give a little something up also because they're probably gonna I think they're losing Godwin this year Although, yeah. you know what, I thought that and then I saw a quote from him. I don't know if you saw the quote. He said he wanted to come back, something and like he that. he said I'll take
0: less money. So did Evans. He right now Edelman is on a two year deal. He is an unrestricted free agent next offseason. Do how much money? So he has one year left on his deal. This year he has a average salary. Oh my God. I Football money just always like, yeah. trips me out because there's like the cap hit. Yeah, he's got. I think he's supposed to make twelve million something like that yeah, that's this a bit, year. That's a bit much for. for yeah, the trade, I don't know. What, and the cap hit is nine something like that. Uh, football money is
1: the yeah. only way I could see Tampa Bay um, making a trade for him is if like one of their wide receivers leaves. The thing
0: is, they if it really came down to it with Godwin, they could always just tag him and keep him for another year Truth. if they wanted to too. Which True. I still think the tag is just the most corrupt thing. I can't, that does,
1: and that's the only sport that does something like that, right? You're restricting a guy from going out and making money. That does make these owners seem like like we own you guys, like you're not allowed to go anywhere. Can't you do it unlimited years in a
0: row, or is there a cap on that? There might be a cap after like three years, but if you keep tagging a guy, it keeps going up and up, and I think they set... The, the league sets a the tag amount like the money amount for each position yeah like i remember who uh Tooney got like 16 million yeah so like
1: it's really not in a DAC I think got something like 25 or 30 yeah it million. might have been like 30 something like that so like you're still getting set up for one year but obviously in they well the the, you got to worry about yeah the, the long game yeah. you don't you never know.
0: Every game could be your last. Are you starting to buy into these Russell Wilson trade rumors? Because they're, they're they're getting, they're, They
1: are. And uh, you're hearing reports that he's, he's getting worked up in meetings or that he's storming out of meetings because uh, they, they weren't I don't know. Including, he so, wasn't feeling inclusive
0: enough. Apparently, he recently talked to Pete Carroll, and he wanted to know what the plan was with the offensive line. They really wouldn't let him in the loop, and that's why you heard these reports come out, and it was him that leaked them out. And he said that the team he yeah. wants to be a Seahawk, but if he, he has a no trade clause, if I he, saw it, The the little list of it teams was Vegas, to go to Chicago, Dallas. Dallas, maybe New Orleans and the Jets, maybe New Orleans wasn't on there. I didn't see it. Was the Jets there? I didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, maybe that was AFC a different team. report, but I think he I think, you know, what's his wife's name? Sierra. <coughs> yeah. I th- I don't think they would I think they would actually probably like <coughs> going to New York. They would go to New York because of the yeah. yeah, exactly because yeah. of the media oh, I said and everything. Wouldn't. No, um, would. Yeah, um I'm not buying into him just yet, but I wonder if this is the way the league is transitioning, where a lot of these quarterbacks are going to try to get there and it's going to turn into the NBA, which I don't love, but it makes for a very exciting players, offseason. That's probably
1: what the players like, want, low-key, is like, to have some, some power. I think there should be uh, like a healthy balance between the players having like basically no input in the NFL and what they have in the NBA. I think they have way too much in the NBA. Something in the middle would be nice. Um, no surprise Russell Wilson's trade destinations don't include the Patriots. Yeah, so. no, of course. It's so just, maybe, these, maybe what they say really is true. No quarterback wants to come and play in New think, England. you think,
0: like, even if... I'm not even saying that they had to go win a championship last year. If yeah. They could have just been decent. Who, the Seahawks or the Pats? The Patriots, yeah. and won nine, ten games. Oh,
1: so quarterbacks have... They're like, we have a chance here. You at say
0: Belichick at least have that argument and be like, hey, Brady left and we still won 10 games. Like, we can still win. Right. But when you... When seven games and two of them are against the Jets, and you really don't look good the entire season, it doesn't help when you're trying to recruit guys coming in. And sticking with Russell Wilson, what do you think would have to be offered for the Seattle to actually consider it? Like, I have a trade scenario for you. So say the Jets... Wait, before you do that, what did... So Stafford went for Goff and what? Was it two first and a third?
1: Yeah, so keep that in mind. So what's
0: your scenario? The Jets offer the number two pick
1: yep. plus three first rounders and in no like a player. third. And not like Darnold or anything? Well, all my, right, well, regardless, just the pick. So, the number two pick, three first rounders, some of them future. Yeah, obviously all. Of yeah, them it future. could be like in yeah. the
0: next year. So, you're and, getting and four first rounders, one of them's the number two, and a third rounder.
1: I bet you'd consider that. And um, other than Wilson, I feel like a lot of the Seahawks core is kind of young, so if you're doing a like a rebuilding move um that would be all right. I don't know. I don't think he's going anywhere though. I don't either. Like
0: why why? He's what 30, 31? Yeah. It Plenty wouldn't make sense for really either prime.
1: party because regardless of how much we shit on them for not doing anything since that's those Super Bowl yeah. runs, they still have success pretty much every year. It's success is a relative term, but like they're they're pumping out double digit wins every year um and every season we peg them as a contender.
0: Until they got they, they got to put a better offensive line around him in. better offensive
1: line and the defense uh needs to kind of get back to what it used to be cuz yeah, defense it, is trash. It, it
0: got better as the year went but cuz that's not saying much. They were the they were the, secondary in the league yeah, the first half up of the, the season most yards in the league exactly. Do you think Deshaun Watson is going to play another snap with Houston? <sighs> They're playing a game of like chicken right now. No,
1: it seems that I think that relationship is irreparable irre- 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 I can't even speak no, I know what you're you saying. know the word yeah, and um I think if it comes to it, Watson will just sit out. I do, too. And I, he he won't care about the money because he's going to get paid. Even, or he already has a contract, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, but they can keep – they can't pay him. They won't pay him. Right. right. I wonder, Which doesn't matter. The guy's already made enough money, and he's going to make a lot of money in his career. I, I feel like the back and forth is just further making him upset. Yeah, And, like, you see more
0: stuff coming out. Like And he, he's making tweets. Uh, I, I'm going to pull up his Twitter, but uh, – Yes, yeah, yeah, so I think it's playing out where it's going to get to that point where he's sitting out to start the season. Yeah. And it's going to come down to if he sticks to his guns and he's willing to lose some money, he'll get traded. Yep. And it's going to be a big uh, one of them, at the end of the day, one of them is bluffing. Yeah. And somebody's going to fold eventually. It's just going to be how long is it going to take? And did you also hear that the Texans aren't even uh, picking up calls for him? That teams are leaving voicemails and they won't get calls back? Ridiculous. That organization. It, Say what you want about Bill O'Brien. Guy was kind of an idiot. At least he won a few divisions. This team has now turned into a complete joke. Joke.
1: Yeah, so the the latest tweet that I was talking about, uh, he tweets, Loyalty is everything. Don't you, all caps, ever forget it. Yep, saw that, yeah. And Uh, uh, that's not the first of of some tweets that I've seen from him. So I I think he is, and it's gaining so much publicity, so he's going to be like, if I do give in, I'm just going to look like a fraud
0: kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's not playing another snap with them. So well, let's transition to some uh, miscellaneous topics before Nick gets here. Obviously, the Tiger Woods news horrible. Ugh. When I get when I saw that breaking news, what was it, Tuesday, Wednesday? My heart sunk because you see, took jaws of, took the jaws of life to yeah. get him out, and you're thinking shit like i mean is his life in jeopardy this? and then when i heard that he was immediately in the surgery and that his legs i'm thinking like are his legs in danger Amputated, yeah. so I, immediately my head went to alex smith yeah but i mean like you think gordon hayward his leg wasn't in jeopardy and he immediately got surgery these
1: are different though cuz you know it's like they called them crush injuries so like what Ooh. exactly does that entail like was the that they, they were under too? they said they were under the knee like the tibia fibia area they said I mean, I'm assuming if it's a crush injury, that just means the bone is shattered. Yeah. And, and not it... only that, he also shattered his ankle. Then you got to take into
0: account there's probably, like, nerve and ligament damage. He's probably going to have to learn how to walk again. And I see people on, like, Twitter replies being like, Oh, well, Tiger's gonna come back. Twenty twenty two Masters champion. Oh he's not playing golf in twenty twenty two. Are you kidding me? Yeah, what, that's a year from now. He's yeah, not, right. He's not gonna. If he comes back and plays golf again, it'll it'll be two or three years. Yeah, down the and line. who knows if he'll even come back? Like the dude. He has nothing left to prove. No, he doesn't. Except I know he really wants. To, I watched that yeah. at Tiger. He really wants to get the Jack, but he still needs three. That's a lot to ask nah. a guy that's 45, 46. I mean,
1: even if he didn't just even if this didn't just happen it was it's looking very unlikely that he was going to do that now think
0: about how you push that...
1: the clock back people at 47 48 aren't winning 3 matches and i know he's like way that.
0: better than phil but look at the yeah. cliff phil has fallen off right yeah.
1: now yeah uh, yeah i mean he plays on the senior tour every now and then like, and
0: <sighs> tiger already had his back is yeah, done. It's shot.
1: Like, I mean, it's, he's getting surgeries and procedures on his back every other year. So
0: this, you expect this guy to come back. Like, he should just be more concerned about his health and being there for his family. And I'm sure than, that's what
1: he and the people around him are most concerned uh, about. It's just these, You mean, you saw what McElroy and Mickelson said. They're yeah. like, you guys need to pipe down a little bit. I think the big thing is that, you know, the, his kids didn't lose
0: their father. Yeah, and how do you expect a guy that has a torched back and now two horrible legs to be able to go play golf? <sighs> I mean, yeah, other than, like, your hip region, there's nothing. Nick is here. Should I text him and just come in, come down, or you want to run up and grab, yeah, I'll and grab him I'll just talk? Yeah, you just. Yeah, I'll just.
1: Talk. Sounds like he's inside, right?
0: Yeah, so obviously
1: yeah, what's that?
0: devastating yeah, what's that? No, Tiger news. Hopefully a full recovery.
1: Yeah, that's
0: sad. What's up, Nick? How you doing, bro? What's up? Take yeah. a seat. Is Take this
1: the first, other than Peter, here to be in studio? First guest host here? Yep, yep. Oh, man, first happy college. to be here,
2: boys. Yeah, so, yeah. Excited to be live on the air. Longtime yeah. listener.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. Well, we got a little while till trivia, so. Yeah, I mean, we can hop right into, uh, we going to do Celtics now. We talked a little Tiger Woods, talked a little Patriots.
1: Yeah, let's get into those
0: recent games, I guess. So, I want to say since last we've talked, they are one, or no, two and three, two and four, something like that. Once again, right when we're about to record, they have to win the night before. And I, but this time they're not killing my negative momentum. <laughs> what happened last night? I'm sorry. Uh, before I get negative, I'll give two positives. Robert Williams was a positive. Good game from him last yeah. night, and it was nice to see that they fought back from being down 18 to 4 to start the game. Kemba played all right too. Didn't True, it? but I don't yeah. certainly don't buy into <laughs> that because even if so, say he comes back or, like, Kemba starts playing well. We, we saw what he looked like last year in the playoffs. He's a liability on defense, and he's short. It's not it's not going to work out with him. Yeah, it's just,
1: like, so hard to think that it's gotten to this point because, I mean, the Kemba that we grew up knowing was, like, that crazy UConn Kemba, and then, like, the dude did kill it in Charlotte. Regardless if they're a shitty team, I mean, he dropped 60 points in a game once. He was, like, a print, like multi-time all-star Part of me feels like, you know, that's still in him somewhere, but I don't know what's going on. Yeah,
2: I feel like with Kemba, a lot of the games, um, you know, he's been in, I feel like it's the games where we don't need him too much is when he kind of steps up. I mean, last night, I think, was a pretty encouraging uh, win for us, I will say. I like you, RJ. I had the negative momentum coming in. I had some spicy takes ready to (laughs) let loose on the air. I was pretty excited about that. But I will say it was particularly encouraging to see in a game where Brown and Tatum struggled to see Kemba step up big. Yeah, Tatum was terrible last night. Yeah, he was awful. Brown, I think, only finished with around 15 points or something like that, too. So, um, I mean, if we're going to get a win against a decent team, I think you'd want to see it like that, where it's the other guy stepping up, because that's really been the whole issue all year. So. I mean, I'm not really ready to write them off yet, but it's it's just I'm not writing them off it, either. And
1: you know what's crazy? Before you get to what you're gonna say, the Pacers going into last night were the fourth seed at 15 and 15. The the division. There is were two. Tr- there were conference two. Conference trash. Two games ahead of the Celtics, so I think a win in 16 and 17 probably jumps us up to like the six or we, seven. We, we were seed.
0: nine going in, uh, and we were tied with like the Knicks and the Bulls at 15 and 17. I got or something few, like that. I got a
1: few takeaways from last night though, and I'm gonna agree with Nick I'm not you know me I'm not writing him off just yet but um one I want to highlight a lot of their struggles uh do and connect those to Marcus Smart's absence I mean we all know what Marcus Smart is he's not some offensive savior but I think just what he brings to the defensive side of the ball and I think his presence on the court just raises everyone's confidence a little bit but aside from that the takeaways from last night's game one I think Robert Williams needs to be inserted into the starting lineup I was looking at the stats he's played like so many less minutes than Daniel Tyson. He has, he averages more, uh, has more total blocks, steals, and uh, rebounds. Second, your boy Jeff Teague. I think he might have been motivated by <laughs> all these DMPs. His last two games, he's got... Uh, 14 points in each of the last two, and he had 14, five and five um, in last night's you're gonna, game. You're
0: gonna buy stock into that though? Nah, not hey. If it, if he strings a couple more together, I might have to though. No, my thing is with Robert Williams is you should be trying to work in bigger lineups as much as possible because I think Grant Williams last night was a DNP. Yeah. Keep it that way. I don't need to see Grant Williams out there. Hey, if Robert's gonna get all his time, his minutes, I'm they, totally fine. They've been fine running with those that. bigger lineups though, because you know they're starting with Thompson and Tice. Yeah. So I don't, I, would, I don't even like that anymore. I would keep that going. But, you know, back to your uh, Marcus Smart injury excuse, I consider that a lazy fanboy take. <laughs> they are, uh, what was their record, Jess? You know what the record was before he left? Nine and eight. Counting the Lakers game. I'm Nine counting and the Lakers And one, game.
2: one thing I would like to say in defense of Jess and Marcus Smart here, I would say that those games without Marcus, so a lot of those games were also without Tatum, though. Like, so. I would say, yeah, our record with Smart wasn't a whole lot better than what it is now, but that was also when we didn't have Tatum. So I think it kind that's of very, a little that's bit. a great point.
0: That is a good point. But uh, I mean, what? So Tatum missed five games. But my thing is, if it's this bad, you yeah. lose one guy. He's your third best player on your team. And let's be honest, in my opinion, there's a big drop off from Tatum Brown then Smart. Sure, absolutely. He's a, sorry, he's a glorified role player. He, that's what he is. And if your team, Tatum and Brown wanted this, they wanted to be leaders, and they're not ready to be this bad where you're coming, you lose to Dallas and you come back the next night and you get blown out by the Atlanta Hawks. Like, you can't, you cannot play down to your opponent. And I'm, I don't know. It does highlight a roster issue when Marcus
1: Smart, who is, at the end of the day, he is a role player, but it doesn't take away from his significance and importance to the team, in my opinion. Yes, there's a talent drop-off from them too to Smart, obviously, but in my opinion like an importance to the team drop off not so much um I lost track of what I was going to say I think I could hop
2: in and say too I think it it makes sense that a lot of our defensive struggles that's one thing that hasn't been talked about as much I've seen with people talking about how bad the Celtics have been lately is their struggles on offense and how Tatum and Brown are really carrying the whole load but Um, I think it makes sense to attribute some of that defensive struggles to Marcus's absence, but if our offense does look this bad without Smart, like, he's not going to come in and fix the offense in the way that we're hoping. I think that'll fix the defense, and I think that'll result in a lot of wins, but... Um, if he has to be, like, the
0: third shot
2: creator, is scary. And that's where it we really scary. need Kemba to step up. And you
0: hope he doesn't come in here and think since they've been struggling without him that he's he going to shoot 15 times a game. He doesn't think like that. You want to make opinion. a bet? You, we'll see when he comes back in a few weeks how many times he shoots the ball.
1: I think Marcus Smart should be shooting at least 10 to 12 times a game. I agree. No I, more than that, unless he's really hot, but... This guy would like to see Marcus Smart shoot the ball four times, no threes. That's even
0: too much for me. He could shoot the ball <laughs> two or three times and just get back and play you great defense. You think he's such a bad shooter. I feel like if no, you look at his than he was. Three point I completely three agree career three-point shooting percentage, is probably creeping up towards like
1: the mid to high. What 30s. makes me
0: more mad is when he takes shots at the end of a game, though, like we've been
1: over before. Okay, I agree. He, he should never be, by design, taking shots at the end of the game. But I just feel like if there's an open shot, anybody has to be ready to take it. It can't always
0: be your best two players yes they there was a there was a game that we hands, talked but... about where the the past the brown or tatum was right there and he decided to bring the ball to the hoop or something and got and looked for the foul and flopped uh, he, he it was a strong take but hey that's also on them they got to demand the ball and back to last night's win though uh, when I said it's fool's gold, how, how many times are we going to do this? Where, like, when they beat the Clippers and you and Andy want to say it's a great win, yeah. you have well, to the string nuggets. wins together now. against I don't Denver. think they've won back to back in like a month and a it's half. It's been a ridiculous I saw time. something I about you it. You better Since, like, fucking beat Washington. Beginning of January. You better beat Washington Ooh, on Sunday. It's it's it's... Six and one in their last oh, seven. God. They are on a back to back. They're playing today. So I don't know, but the Celtics cannot play on Sunday games. My main point with Marcus Smart is yes, I obviously believe, what are they right now? 16 and 17? They would have Five, few... they're, uh They're. 6 and 9 without him. They would have a few more wins if he was there, but I just think the issues with this team right now go way beyond that. You don't really have much of a bench. Hopefully, maybe now you have an extra guy if you can somehow work Robert Williams into the lineup. And I still think you're going to have an issue on offense if Kemba continues to struggle. Yes, he was fine last night. And I just think it the fact that he goes down and your team just looks so ballless and so they ca- dude, the way that they came out and played Atlanta. The it's just gross. It's yeah. gross basketball. To blow the lead you did against New Orleans? Sometimes, like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. They, they
1: just come out flat. And they, I do also credit a lot to it. Like, their two leaders are 23 and 22 years old. Yep. So yep. it's like, they are inexperienced, but at the same time they are veterans because they've been in the league for a while. But th- So here, if Marcus Smart had has not been injured, would you say it's fair to say, what, maybe four more wins than they have right now? I'll go two or three. Okay, so say say it's four though, it, they would be twenty and thirteen. That would be best, uh, third in the conference. They'd right be now. twenty and thirteen, if yeah, because they they're more six, wins. Sixteen and seventeen right now if they had four more wins.
2: Yeah, I will say in the East. I mean, it's like while well, we're we're what three games outside of the looking on the outside yeah. of the playoffs looking in, but we're also yeah. like a couple games behind only what like Brooklyn, Philly, and Milwaukee. Maybe I think, they, I don't even know what that separation. is. I think is. Philly so and close. Brooklyn
0: are starting to separate themselves on, by record, and maybe Milwaukee too. But from four to like ten. These games are important though. If if Smart is out until end of March and they keep playing like this, you're gonna have to drop Brooklyn in the first round or something like that. That cannot
1: happen. I don't see the Celtics long term dropping below the sixth seed, but um I was listening to, to WEI the other day and before last night's game the Celtics were three and a half games out of the third seed and three and a half games out of the third worst record in the league, picking third in the draft. So it's a weird season. I do think that they're gonna get some sort of run going. Um, there's no way they fall below long term the five seed. I, they're not gonna be playing Brooklyn or well, we'll do do Philly here's the, thing, in the first though, round.
0: Miami and Toronto are playing good basketball right now. If they keep playing this well and you keep playing the basketball you're playing for even even two three weeks past the All Star break, you're gonna be playing them one of them in the first round. You're gonna be the six or seven seed, which I don't care that Marcus Smart is hurt. That is unacceptable. I'll admit that they miss Marcus Smart to a degree, but you also have to admit that what they've been, their performances have been unacceptable. Yeah, no, I mean, like
1: I said, it's a glaring roster issue when you know that you're missing Marcus Smart this bad. But, um, yeah, I guess guess the goal would be to five seed or better because if you follow the six seed, you're either seeing Milwaukee, Philly, or Brooklyn. Agreed, and I think
0: Indiana is going to be interesting if they get healthy. If, uh, yeah. I, it doesn't seem like oh true Lever- sure. they are
1: missing um two of their best wing players T J Warren T J and Warren Lever- and um yeah Lavert Lever- and there's. I think one other person. I'm is there any about. chance he's even
0: coming back though? Levert, he, they haven't been I super think?
2: clear on. They they said he. I mean, he was actually on the bench yesterday. I think he's getting closer to re- like returning to basketball yeah. activities. But I I've been kind of keeping tabs on it, and I haven't seen any any concrete thing as well. And I know Warren's injury happened like the first or second week of the season, and that was a foot His injury. His thing is looking March
1: like April five. Yeah. But, but that lineup
2: for Indiana is scary. I mean, they have when they what, get them back: Brogdon, Levert, Warren, Sabonis, and Turner yeah. with a couple solid pieces in Holiday and McConnell off the bench. I yeah. Mean, There's someone I actually think I've gotten a lot more legit. I agree. So if only
0: Miles Turner was on the Boston Celtics, but you know Danny
2: H had to get greedy. One (laughs) thing I will say too, if I could just quickly circle back to the point that you said about Robert Williams, Um, this is something that RJ and I talked about off air for a little bit. I absolutely agree with you, Jesse, that to the eye test, he's been incredible lately. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily hate Grant Williams, but I have enjoyed watching the Celtics a bit more. <laughs> I don't hate Grant Williams. Falling either. out of the rotation a bit more. But one thing that is, is a reason why Williams isn't playing that a lot of Celtics fans haven't mentioned is his hip injury. It's been lingering for a bit. So he is still on, like, somewhat of a restriction with that. So I think that's part of the reason why Brad has kind of pulled back. That the would make sense. Because I'm sorry. Like, I've always said that the past couple of years, I've really enjoyed the games where Williams finds his way into the rotation. It always seems like Brad has some... Master plan. We saw like Cantor in certain games, Grant in certain games. But um, every time Williams is in there, he shines. But it is you know a big reason as to why he's only playing like 15 minutes a night is because of that hip injury. And
1: yeah, maybe they have a long term plan with him. They want him to be as uh, available in the playoffs as he can be, or maybe they're even looking longer picture than that. Like this could be our center going forward. I agree. Which I I think the kid really can't be that. Like he has elite athleticism. I don't remember which game it was. I think it was the Pelicans game. He was guarding somebody, I think Ingram, a six ten wing on the on the outside and he like he blocked a three pointer just from a defensive stance and Doris Burke was gaslighting <laughs> the shit out or not gaslighting <laughs> lighting him up like did you see that elite athleticism? I hate her so uh, much. That just was that
2: was a tough call in that game, but he also was physically the only one on our team that even stood close to being able to handle Zion, who obviously yeah. is an anomaly in the league. Like, no one can handle him, but blocked his shot a few times, yep. and his per 36 is just oh. ridiculous. Yeah. He's literally averaging, I believe, it, it's 20-something points, like 14 rebounds. Yeah, and, and like, like five blocks. Five block. Yeah, it's like, so this it's guy incredible, also so. probably
1: is like one of our plus-minus leaders, too, if, if you... Out. Absolutely. I think
0: the majority of all these struggles, though, fall on Ainge. And he is actually somewhat accountable of that on the radio a couple of days ago. But, like, you're talking about Robert Williams. If, he's, if he can play this way and he's taking this next jump, and I, I think Tristan Thompson has actually played good the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But maybe you could have used that mid-level exception somewhere else and brought in a fucking wing player so yeah. you didn't have to have Grant Williams or Javante Green play. And because it seems like Robert Williams, I, I don't want to say he could already be better than Tristan Thompson. I don't know. I do think watching him sometimes on defense, he needs to be like... Smart. He, maybe yeah, he's, just like he's positionally aware. Yeah, and like sometimes he, they really always get him on the pump fake, which it's fine. He's a younger player. Yeah. But I, I just think that the, he didn't... Danny Ainge the fact that he thought that this roster was going to be acceptable going into the season especially he knew Kemba Walker's knee was bad he was trying to trade him and which, sh- he did not know that Pritchard was going to be
1: able to be a viable role player so yeah, that just re- is, gold with that. that like shows that he was really
0: unprepared um even more no, than- yeah I just think that he put the team in a bad spot and my issue with like sometimes Brown and Tatum is they're out there playing hero ball. But at the same time, I can't even completely kill them for that because they look around, there's a bunch of bums on Scrubs. the court. Like you got, you got like Grant Williams, Semi Ogilvy, and Jeff Teague with them too sometimes. Uh, I do think Tatum is... I, I want to say the issue with Tatum a couple years ago was he kind of had a little too much Kobe in him or he wasn't working the ball enough. He's almost... Start, I don't know, it's probably Danny Ainge's fault. He's almost going back to that now because there's nobody to pass the ball to. And it's... When you watch a game, it just seems like it's Brown and Tatum passing the ball back and forth because they know nobody else it's can a do lot anything. It's a lot of
1: isolation. Like, it's not really long-term successful basketball. Like, they have no, like, San Antonio Spurs in them or Utah Jazz where they're just passing like a great team. I, it almost just feels like
0: it's get the ball to one of them, let them do their thing, and get ready for the ball if it's coming But it's to like you. if Kemba is as bad as he was last postseason, he has been excluding last night and a yeah. couple other games – What are you going to do come postseason time if Brown and Tatum have a bad game? Oh, you're going to get. Like, think about last night. Tatum was horrible. If Kemba doesn't have the game he has, they lose that game. Absolutely. 100%. So, to
2: that point, if I could ask you guys, what do you think the biggest need for this team is? Like, who do you want Danny to try and target at the deadline, whether it's using that exception or not? Now, and this is a question that I've put a lot of thought into, and it, I think it's really tricky because you see the flashes with Kemba, you see the flashes with Rob Williams. Yeah. Um, so some of the names that I've heard thrown around, I think you might have mentioned it in previous episodes, but like Thad Young was mentioned, yep. Harrison Barnes. I heard talks like our big, biggest target that we might even look to get is someone like Vucevic from Orlando. Which would be um, incredible. Which would be a big piece. Um, so just wanted to throw that out there. A couple do you guys names that, that
1: I have that are no, none of those ones um, – of more like under the radar pickups I, I think a guy like dj augustine i really like dj augustine and he would Who's bring away like, for orlando he plays for milwaukee right milwaukee. now he doesn't even crack the rotation so like i feel like that would be a really easy pickup um slide jeff teague down the, the rotation or but, just um, cut him someone that we could use the trade exception yeah. on though that i would really love to, to help us with scoring off the bench would be terrence ross yeah from orlando because i think he's on like a four-year 50 million dollar contract um I think we need a guard off the bench um and another
0: wing yeah, I mean, and I'd, I'd, a big
1: man would be i would be nice but that's actually
0: gone further on my list now that yeah. robert williams played well first i Same. want a viable wing like someone like harrison barnes that can play on the wing and we yeah. don't have to see semi like grant williams javante green out there yeah. but it's very important these next three games going into the all-star break and then coming out of it that they play well because if they keep playing this there's, why would Danny Ainge make a trade if the team's not if showed them that they're nowhere close to being a contender in the East? He's not going to make a deal. Yeah. So it's important for them to show them like go make a deal, go help us, go get us an extra piece because we want to make a run. Yeah. And I think this is that's why these next few weeks are going to be very important. And I know they've got the Clippers and the Raptors coming up after tomorrow, and then they have like the week off in the All Star break. But you brought up the uh, like the trade exception. Yeah, Correct. Apparently they still have to deal with a hard cap in a uh, wick. You know, the owner was on Felger and mass and he said that they're still kind of dealing with a hard cap. So it'd be more ideal for them to use the, uh, the trade exception in the off season. Cause that way then they get more of it or they're not going over the, I just think there's some weird like rule with it or something where they ideally would like to use it come off season. So I think that would be a reason if you don't see a move happen but they haven't made a move since IT oh, at the deadline. I, I just have a bad feeling that come March 25th or whatever the day is, I'm going to be sitting here enraged that they didn't fucking do anything. Yeah, truthfully, Once again. Yeah, sorry. Uh, truthfully, no, no, you I wasn't having nothing to say. Truthfully, I, I
2: don't think a deal is going to get done. I mean, just that's what we've seen from Danny. And I and like you said, I think in general, just using the, the trade exception in the offseason just provides more flexibility and we'll have a better understanding of what this roster needs. Um, but like you said, I, I think the fear is that that we have slid down the standings a bit that we're not as close as maybe we thought at the beginning of the season. And that just gives Danny more of a reason to wait and, and hoard those picks or whatever else like he likes to do. But um, I, one thing that I, I think is frustrating because I, I agree with both of you. I think we all said like wing was kind of at the top of the list for us. And yeah. one thing that's super frustrating for me anyways, is just that we haven't mentioned it a bit on the pod was, uh, you know, the loss of Hayward is really starting to show. And it's not even that we really miss Hayward because he obviously didn't live up to that contract, but just, the, the replacement level on this team is so much lower than him. Even though he was only like a 12, like 5 and 5 guy, yeah. like like we're, that drop-off from him to semi and Javante. He didn't want to be here. It, it's so bad. And I I mean, I was thrilled to see him go. I thought that tenure was awful. It's not necessarily his fault he was dealt yeah. a really crappy hand with his injuries. But, oh my gosh, it's like, and you see what he's doing for Charlotte. It's exactly what this team yeah. needs. So for someone like myself who really hated the entirety of Hayward's career in Boston, it, it definitely stings a bit. And I looked at the standings last night as well, and I know Charlotte had passed us for a split second. I don't know
0: if we got back, but that was a, a slap in the face for me anyways. Wick said in the interview that they offered him a big deal too, and he yeah. just didn't want to be here because I don't think he liked the role. I don't think he was getting the ball enough. Because And I do think the reason Which that we have seen Brown have this big step up is because Hayward's gone because he's getting the ball, he's getting more shots. Agreed. And like I think I've said before in the podcast, I wanted Hayward to leave because i thought that we were going to get that money back which we didn't cuz i like I, I don't get how the any of these sports how the fucking cap works yeah it is but now like we would need we kind of would need him right now a, a guy that actually can work the ball around that can be a facilitator too yeah and oh, I,
1: I feel like he would just fit every glaring need this team has exactly, right
0: now exactly exactly with with
1: scoring off the bench facilitation like uh that that soothing calm
2: presence with the ball Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, the big man thing of of getting Vucevic, like we said, that would probably be like the biggest target that we might have a shot at getting. And again, this is just kind of what I've heard from some other reportings and some reputable sources. But um,
0: what do you think you'd have to give up for someone like that, though? I feel he's a great player. He is. He's a 20 and 10 guy. So why can we just fucking if if the trade player exception thing can work? throw a fuck! I don't care about these fucking draft picks anymore yeah like throw like three future four or five I really don't care
1: young at, get rid of the assets we know they're not really assets but that's what they'll be classified as like the Romeo Lamfords Lankford of is our team uh, yeah throw two or three of them together and three three picks and go make a fucking ballsy
0: move at, at, at what point do we just stop like the time is now. You, the, what was the Garnett and Pierce trade like? Twenty thirteen. It's is been it, eight yeah. years. Do you think any of this has to do with fucking GMs
1: don't trust making deals with Danny Ainge because he has this reputation? As Especially
0: like a, now that he's trying to deal injured Kemba Walker. Yeah, just like he dealt a fucking hurt IT. Yeah, to he's the, got this history. The and he swindled the, the Nets. Uh, I think you're going to see. Are we blacklisted? I think you're going to see more pressure on this team as this year goes on and the yeah. next. Because I think. You know, I always shit all over the fanboys. For the most part, there's there's been a lot of them that have been upset what's gone down the last month or so. And you've, I've heard it calling into these radio shows, and it hasn't been like it's been before when the team has struggled. And I I think the reason that sometimes like the players don't have a lot of pressure on them, the coach doesn't, the GM doesn't, is because the owner's not hearing it from the fan base. When the owner starts hearing it from the fans, from the region, that there's urgency to win, it's going to feed down the chain to the gm to the coach and these guys are going to have pressure on them to w- on them to win and just sometimes i get frustrated with brad stevens just because like i you just want to be in the, you want to yell at these guys like when you're playing it at, like atlanta like when you fall down like wake up what are you doing yeah. you're way better than they are like what is going on yeah. and that's another thing you didn't have kemba walker because he still can't play on back-to-backs which at what point is that going to stop uh, am i i'm starting to feel like it's going to be an all-year thing yeah. And if you're managing this guy's knee the entire year, it shows that his knee is still some relatively of an issue.
2: Yeah. The frustrations with Brad have definitely, he's the type of guy where his calm demeanor really suits well when he's winning. It just seems like, oh, he's so even keeled and calculated, yeah, and whatever. Point. And then the second it starts going south, especially on like a tailspin like we've been in the past month, it's like that calm demeanor is just so frustrating to watch. Like, I, I'll throw this in. Uh, my mom watches the games, and I think I've mentioned this to you before how. Uh, passionate she is about it, but she has been calling for Brad Stevens' head, and I think it's just, as someone who didn't play the game a lot, like, she just sees, like, that passion, and and she takes that Um, you know that calm demeanor for for uh, someone that's not as interested in the team's success and I think that definitely wears on everybody even people like ourselves who really watch the game a lot and have played it Um, and it it wears on us and it's really frustrating to see yeah it's
0: frustrating because you want to see somebody get held accountable absolutely and so say they continue to struggle in the next few weeks what do you there's really no move to be made to shake things up to wake these guys up because I don't think they're going to fire the coach. The GM's obviously not going anywhere. You're not trading Tatum or Brown, and they're not going to trade Marcus Smart. And even if they did, does that really shake things up? Because he hasn't been playing the last couple months. Yep. It's not like he's been their guy that they've been struggling with, and they trade him like, oh, shit. Like, there's really no moves to be made to shake things up because the other guys on the team are a bunch of bums. Yeah. So, it's not. I'm, like I'm saying, there's not that move to like wake Tatum and Brown up and be like, oh, shit, like, they're fucking taking jobs now. Yep. So I think that's where I get frustrated is just – I want to see somebody get held accountable, and when Wick and Danny Ainge come on the radio and they give excuse after excuse, like, oh, our guys, our young guys are all-stars. Like, I, I don't want to hear that, and I get that they're not going to come on and throw guys under the bus, but as a fan, it's just... R- relax, I don't need to hear about how young they are. I, I know that. I've only heard that a million fucking times on Twitter. You guys got anything else on the Celtics? That's pretty much it for me. Don't t- give up on them just yet. I think... In the long-term picture, we're going to be all right. And Feeding we're still off that, gonna... give up on them. They're done in the first round. <laughs> Marcus Smart coming back, yes, will help this team, but it will not change their destination, uh, rest yeah. my case. And we'll revisit this month from now. Yeah.
2: Final thoughts for me are just, you know, I'd like to see a wing if it's an affordable thing. I think just circling back to Vucevic, I don't think we'd have to give up too much just because Orlando and those other teams aren't really in a spot where they're actively contending. It doesn't really make sense because having those talented guys like that only puts them in a spot where it hurts their draft stock and they're not actually, you know, contending for anything. Thing. So if we could give up like a you know a couple picks for like a wing piece
0: like a Barnes or a Young, I'd like to see it. But at, at the end of the day, even just a real NBA player that yeah. can play off the wing, that can go and give you 20-25 minutes a yeah. night and not hurt the team, that you don't like, I like. I don't want to see Grant Williams fat ass out there. Absolutely. And I think the big men
2: rotation is getting better with Williams being able to play those minutes. And even if you get a Vucevic, it's like defensively when you play like Philadelphia, who I'm, I'm actually worried about this year, you know, he's still he's a pretty big liability on defense, or at least he's not any much of an upgrade over Tice or Williams. So um, for me, I think it's just you kind of make a move for a wing if you can, if it's out there, if the price is right. And if not, you know, maybe you do use that um, exception and wait for the offseason. But that better get used. Yeah, hopefully.
0: Two quick takeaways I have from around the league is one, the Lakers really need Anthony, Davi- Anthony Davis, obviously. And I yeah. think it's looking like Brooklyn's going to be the team to beat right now. But what, they Brooklyn won. just
1: looks so good with no Durant this yeah, whole time. I mean, and, but, Harden is just
0: embracing that point guard role. It's like he doesn't
1: care about his stats I don't like him, points. but good for him. Good for him. No, they're in, a, they're in a good place right now.
2: Um, and I'm sure they're going to pull off some sort of move at the deadline, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. I think when Brooklyn gets that buyout piece, that, that big man or something, yep. that they're missing because really the only weakness – um, is I think DeAndre on the inside. I think. Yeah, he's, he's just, old. He's really over the hump, and I just think that getting a guy like I don't know if Drummond's the answer. I know the analytics community absolutely hates that guy, oh, but, he, he, but you, he, you he know, fills th- up a box yeah. for like I mean, he's still a great athlete, and be, you got to think a guy like that's going to have the intelligence to just do whatever he's told on yeah. a team with that much oh, talent. God. So if if they I got, feel they like got Drummond. I feel like any, it might happen. Like, if there's ever a like, team there.
1: that someone would uh, like sacrifice and join for the littlest amount of money possible. It would be the Nets. Like, they have these 300%. Absolute stutter. They're going to get all the ring chasers. They yeah, want to get a ring. They are, so.
2: I think a move like that is coming for Brooklyn, and I absolutely agree, RJ. Once they hit their stride, and, and I, I definitely had, you know, pretty high expectations for that team. I thought it was going to work out, but it's even exceeded my expectations of what they've been able to <clears throat> do and turn it around at least a little bit defensively because that, that first month of that was. Before
1: rough. we get off the NBA, Utah Jazz, pretenders or
0: contenders? Uh, I mean, I think they're, like, could win uh, pretenders pretenders yeah I don't I mean, trust them
2: I'm gonna say pretenders but I, I really wouldn't be shocked I mean and I think pretenders and I couldn't actually see them winning the championship I think I kind of define that the same way you've yeah in the exactly R J but I again I wouldn't be shocked if they made it to like the West finals or yeah. something like that over like the Clippers or something um, obviously the team to beat in the West is still the Lakers you know regardless yeah. of if Davis is healthy or not um, but I do think they're a good team I could see them definitely being you know staying even where they are at the one yeah. seed to close the year but I don't think they win a finals what I'm are sure.
0: the cl- Clippers doing this year? They they are.
1: I was just gonna bring them up. Actually, they are flying right under the radar. That's what They're, I was They've just jumped say. right over the Lakers. They're everyone's healthy again. I think that the Lou Clippers. Event. I think the Clippers are the team to beat in the West. Obviously, the Jazz would be record-wise, but.
0: I'm worried about Anthony Davis's health, though. Is what? Yeah. Is his hamstring or is what was it, the injury? I age? think it's a I think it's a lower leg. So I think it might. When be When you re-injure calf. it, that's a bad sign. Yeah. It's well,
1: gonna be, they're they're a team that uh, going to flip the switch too. Th- go they're going to flip time. the switch. I don't think home court really affects a team like that, and they probably let Anthony Davis sit out as long as he needs. Um, it is kind of surprising though that they're struggling as much as they are without him because. LeBron does have help over there right now, even without Davis. I mean, they have Schroeder, they have Montrezl Harrell. They have a lot of players. Marc Gasol, who obviously is not great. he's still okay. Is he really that bad? He is kind of bad. He's just lazy. Marc Gasol, he doesn't really move.
0: All right, we got a new segment here. I'm calling it the true or false segment. I got six statements, and we're going to answer whether we think that's true or false. Okay. Love it. Bill Belichick has won his last Super Bowl, true or false. And when I, I mean as a head coach, I'm not counting like if he's going to go into some type of management position. For sure, which wouldn't be—I don't know who would hire that guy because he can't draft. False. I'm going to go true. False. True. I don't think that the Patriots are really going to be able to find their way to that next quarterback anytime before he retires. I'm going
2: to I'm going to say it true as well. I just think it's unrealistic for us to find you know, like you said, R.J. that that franchise quarterback that piece. You know, again, I I'm not. It's not a you know. Down look on, Bel- on Belichick. I'm not a hater or anything like yeah. that, but I think just being very honest with the situation. I mean, he's getting up there too. No, you're like, right. I was just gonna 67. say it really depends it how long like, the guy sticks around. Right? Absolutely, if he
1: stays around for five plus years, uh, false looks a lot better than true. But um, but it really all
0: comes down to the GM. Like he's got yeah. as a GM has to step up. If he doesn't, he's 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 fucked. He's I'm just fried. gonna go on the record as false, but it's not a confident false. <laughs> not not okay. Yeah. gotcha. All right, next up we got. The Celtics will never win a championship with Brad Stevens as the head coach. You know where I'm going on this one. That's um, true. Because they're, right now I feel like the Celtics are not close, especially when you have Brooklyn in the conference, Milwaukee, Philly seems like they're getting better. I just think they are too far away right now where at some point somebody's going to have to get held accountable. That whether you want, to me, Whether yeah. you want to call them the sacrificial lamb, it's going to yeah. get to a point. He's been the coach for, what, eight years? Six, seven, many, or seven, or eight, yeah. How many more years are you going to give him if you can't get to the finals, especially Brown and Tatum? Yeah,
1: I guess this statement, to me, depends on how long he stays as coach because I do think um, – Well, that's – you've got to kind of yeah. factor that in. Yeah. Uh, I think – I really do think that they're going to stick with him as long as he wants to be around. Um, yeah, I'll say false. Uh, no, I'll say false,
0: yeah. They're treating it like the way Wick and Ainge were talking about it, like it's like a lifetime position. But I uh, – I do kind of agree with you that I feel like they're going to be reluctant to move on from him. But if it gets to the point where these the players have tuned him out and Brown and Tatum don't want to play yeah. for him, I would hope they're going to choose the players over the coach because it's a players' they league. They will. Yeah.
2: I would say I'm going to say false on that as well, just because I think long term I do have high hopes for this team. I think. You know, we didn't really mention it. When we were talking about you know their struggles as of late, but I do think that Brad has a really long leash. It would have to be such a terrible, like worse than what it's been. Like to a this seven, point. eight seed finish, like, in like I, first or even round a exit. playoff birth, which yeah. is possible just because of how tight the conference is right if the, now. If the
0: season finishes if like if they finish this way, where they're hovering around five hundred and they're like the seven, eight seed, they get bounced in the first round. You're not going to tell me that it should be, like, highly debated whether he should yeah. go or at least next year. Should, be, yeah. I already think he should be on the hot seat, yeah. but really should be on the hot it's seat just, next if year.
1: That, if this does carry out and they don't make any moves at the deadline, that just also furthers his excuse and leash. Like, because uh, Danny's just going to take the blame on himself. And, I mean, a lot of people are going to point at the roster. But, yeah, I'm false on that. Yeah,
2: I'm going to say – I'm just going to continue that and saying, like, Again, I think it would have to be, like, literally a missed playoff berth to even consider firing him. I think that's how long the leash that he has. And just... Like, generally looking at this outlook, I think the Celtics have been dealt a bad hand the past couple years with our luck. I mean, it goes back to the Kyrie leaving and that trade with Isaiah Thomas somehow not working in our favor when that was a layup for us. Yeah, we fleeced them, essentially. And then the bad signing of Hayward, which was, again, due to injuries. You know, Kemba's signing is still up in the air, but the perspective isn't great. But in general, having Tatum and Brown, they're so easy to build around. Having those versatile wings that can defend... You know, at high levels, both create their own shot. That is the two easiest pieces to build around in the league. GM's not doing a very good job. Absolutely. And so I do think, you know, just because of that outlook, I think eventually we can be real contenders, and I think Brad's going to be the coach of the future, so I won't say false. I
0: think the GM's got to do a better job putting guys around him, though. I think we all agree with that. Because at the end of the day, I know they're under contract for four or five more years, but in the NBA, that means nothing. And If one of these guys gets frustrated and easily could shoot their way out of town, Yeah, I want to say about the the bench, uh,
1: it's got to be only, in my opinion, two, it's probably only the last two seasons that the bench and the role players haven't been there, though. And it's just a shame that the bench and the role players weren't matched up with uh, Brown and Tatum being at the level they are now. Because, like, you rewind two years, we still have a bench of Terry Rozier, uh, Marcus Morris, you got, I don't know who else, but you got got the pieces I mean, Marcus Smart was probably
0: coming off the bench, too. So, like, the bench was there. Pieces you needed were there, and it's just Tatum and Brown were too young to carry it. We kind of brought that up last episode. It's crazy to see kind of where they were a couple years ago. I all agree. about ten, which is, I think, like you said, it's a little bit of bad luck, but also it's a little bit of mismanagement. I think they kind of handcuffed themselves to the wrong guy with Kyrie. Yeah, there's nothing that I guess you can really do about that. Like, I guess you go back and you still make the deal, but at the time when they traded that that pick, that first round pick, it ended up being eight, right? And they got uh, Sexton. Yeah. Th- they didn't know that was going to be an eighth pick at the time. At that point that pick had like value of like a top three pick yeah so they could have used it somewhere else i just think they they hitched their wagon to the wrong guy at that time and i really do think that has set them back the Kyrie oh, situation absolutely.
2: and i think that the, the Quote that Wick had on air got misconstrued a little bit and people and I saw like a headline that people were saying that oh that, that Kyrie thing had a domino effect and it was like them blaming for the shortcomings this year and that was not the case he was really just saying that in terms of Are you of talking like about the, the free... Felger mass yeah. yeah and that way he was really referring to like their free
0: agent success since that point and I think that yeah, yeah. So I agree. I agree. I I like Wick honestly. Like even though he's the owner, yeah. like I was getting a little agitated just by. You know, I don't think Brown and Tatum are selfish at all. When I, I'm like, come on, dude, you watch it's the like games. That. But I give him credit because there's not a lot of owners that'll go on the radio, especially on Felger and Mass, who are complete fucking vultures. Yeah. And like Robert Kraft doesn't come on the radio. Jeremy Jacobs doesn't come on the radio. John Henry doesn't go on the radio. At least he's willing to go and face the music when times are tough. So I do give Wick credit for that. Uh, next up. Aaron Rodgers will finish. His oh, career. you skipped on. Did I? Yep. Oh yeah, I should. I did. The Red Sox are the team in Boston furthest away from the championship. False. I, think, I agree. I think the um, yeah, I think the Patriots
1: are probably the furthest away, and I, I think agree. that that's the Red Sox go too. now that they have Alex Cora, and baseball is such
0: a weird, weird sport. They could easily put a run together that no one yeah. sees coming, and there's no cap yeah. in baseball. So if they really wanted to, they could just go in their wallet and yeah. throw out a bunch of money. So that's how I feel about that just because it's just a different dynamic, two different sports. Yeah.
2: I'll say false. I don't have the, the wherewithal <laughs> or knowledge on, on baseball to really make a convincing argument, but uh, Jesse sounded good.
0: So. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers will finish his career with just one Super Bowl victory. True. I'm going to go false. I think that things – I don't think he's going to finish his career in Green Bay. I think he'll f- be freed up there eventually because they took Jordan Love in the first round last year. And I think eventually he will be able to outlive Brady, and I think Brady will be out of the league, and that will open up Rogers to win one towards the end of his career. He's, what, 30? Was what he 37? Probably, no, like 35, I think. Okay. Still. I, 36, I still, maybe. I still think most. he's got at least a few more years left in his prime. I think it comes down to if he can outlive Brady. Other than that, then yeah, he might not be. This is
2: a extremely hard true for me. I think that that guy is just... I mean, I think that the talent is there. I'm not going to sit here and say he's not a talented quarterback. But within the organization, it's like there's always some
0: hostility. Some there's always some mismanagement. Yeah. And he
2: has pieces around him. That guy's been to one Super yeah. Bowl. That's why this, I don't. That's why I think if it happens, it's not going to happen
0: in Green Bay. I think he's going to have to get shaked out of there and go somewhere else. I,
2: I agree with you that I think that would give him the best chance because I don't know what monkey's hanging over him since that first Super Bowl appearance and win, but oh my gosh. Weird
0: dude that can't like yeah. have ever – Maintain. he has no relationship with his parents he he just didn't just break up with danica patrick and now he's already engaged again <laughs> to yeah, that so chick, oh, act, she, she's an actress chalene woodley what was that show that she was on back in the secret life of, of an t- american <laughs> teenager yeah I,
2: I had to look it up i'm like what is she from and yeah I that's how that's too. what i recognized her
0: from i was like what was <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that show called yeah oh man uh yeah next up d1 college athletes should be paid false that's Too tricky
1: uh, of a slope to go on because you base it off of revenue. Uh, Some sports are more popular than others. It's just a a weird. I think. um, So what about like football, basketball players? I mean, they would obviously be the ones who should be, but then you're gonna have the other sports complaining about equal pay and this and that. I think you should be you should be lifting the certain restrictions that they have for their ability to do what they want to make money,
0: whether it's signing autographs or. Endorsements, but we're, no, on, the they same, shouldn't we're be. on the same page tonight because that was my exact point, too. Is yeah. they shouldn't be sanctioned yeah. for when they, when like a coach try to buys them a meal, yeah, or buys them some new shoes, like the whole you know, Marcus Canby, it happens everywhere, yeah. What? I don't, what actually happened with that whole John Calipari Marcus Camby scandal? Was Honestly, just like, I don't
1: know the details of it. I'm just pretty sure that he was pa- he paid him to come to UMass, essentially.
0: Yeah, that that's to my knowledge as well.
2: And I'm actually gonna go, you know, disagree with you guys here. I think it's definitely true. Um, this is something that I was a sports management student in college. This okay. is something I was much more familiar with, like a couple years ago. Was, yep. we did we did a lot of studies and projects on this. But in general, I think it should be true. Um, again, it is tricky. You're gonna have people that are frustrated as, as in regards to like, okay, well, how much does the women's swim team make, and that's no disrespect, but they're not pulling in the same yeah, revenue. revenue as the college football team. So I do think it should be based off of that. Um, and at the very least, um, the name and likeness piece is it, what has to change first. Like, they should be able to sign autographs and profit off of that. Mm-hmm. They should be able to, you know, when now that uh, – EA is making the NCAA just gonna say video game. They should be able to say,
0: like, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence or whoever. Yeah. Like, when they're, you know, in they the game. And maybe sign
1: endorsements with, like, shoe,
0: shoe deals. In so those exactly. games, in the, those college games, do they have the actual players in the game?
2: That, in the past, I never I would really say played no those growing up. But it was always, like, vaguely familiar. It
1: like was avatars. the same number no name or like something like that it's always
0: funny to me how bill belichick isn't in madden yeah it is they just call him any coach or yeah yeah. chad masters oh man yeah i i
2: I just think that it it needs to to happen i think it's it's just well behind and um it's just there's just so much money that's made from these teams i mean it's awesome and it's cool when you see like oh check out tennessee's new locker room and their new and they you know they spoil the athletes with their gear but it's like Dude, these guys are bringing in close to professional levels of revenue. And a lot of the time, this is like... Just a scummy business. Those guys aren't going to make it to the next step. uh, No, you're 100% right. And and they put all their eggs in that basket. Uh, And while they shouldn't do that, some of these guys aren't lucky enough to have those other opportunities. I think they should get their payday. I think once... That first domino falls with the name and likeness. I know that's been talked about a lot yeah. lately. I think once that piece falls, I think it's going to be a domino effect, and I think it's really going to change up college sports.
0: Especially when you think of how big a football roster is, college rosters. I mean, those guys in the bottom like the bottom half of the roster aren't going anywhere. They're going to end up selling insurance, something like that. <laughs> so it's it's unfortunate my issue with it is not that they don't deserve money it's just like the gray area you know like that slippery slope of how do you really manage it but i'm not gonna bat an eye if it ends up happening i i i don't like the way that they're treated where you go get like a free fucking meal from chipotle from your coach and it's like oh uh, yep you're fucking losing freaking i don't know you're spending from a whatever you know it, it,
2: it's so tight and it's so easy to do that and especially when you think of these people that come from like terrible you know home situations and things of that nature and they this is their first exposure to like you know just being you know having the opportunity to even like stay at college and having access even like a meal plan is a huge upgrade for some of these guys and they work their whole life to get to this point and and a lot of the times it happens without them realizing you know they, they put their trust in like Certain like AAU coaches or, or people that help them get to the next level, and then a couple of years later it comes out and mm-hmm. you know titles are sanctioned and, and players are punished and it's it's terrible. I just think it's it's so ridiculous and you know these kids are are 18 years old when they're making some of these decisions and it's it just needs.
0: to change. Yeah, I d- totally get your point. All right, last one. One of either Tatum or Brown will stay with the Celtics their entire career. False. I go True. false. True. But the way the NBA is going, I just think. Just look at the trend. I just think it's crazy to think that one guy is going to stay with the team his entire career. Because if the team struggles, who cares if you're under contract? I'm going to shoot my way out of town. If you
1: only named one of them, I probably would have said false, but if since you're leaving it up to either one to stay in Boston their whole career, I'll say true. I, if I, there
0: was to be a guy, which one do you think it would be?
1: Um, uh, Honestly, it's hard to say. I think they value Tatum more, but Brown seems to have a little more loyalty in his I agree. DNA. I agree. Yeah.
2: I, I, I'm going to piggyback up what Jesse said. Same exact thing. If you had said, like, You know, pick one of them and just said it. I probably would have said false, but I think one of them will end up staying. It is crazy when you look at like the superstars in the league. I think like Steph is like currently like the longest tenured player. Steph and Clay are the only teammates that stayed beyond like five years. That's crazy. Been to an all star game. I don't know the exact stat. I saw it a little while ago, but um yeah I, I just think that you know I think it helps their case too that they have each other they were basically the same age you know they, they complement each other yeah. well so I think that helps their odds and if I had to pick one I'd, I'd probably say Jalen I don't know I just think his personality that's how I, that's just, how I uh, just what I've seen from other athletes but
0: it just all comes down to if they can win or not if they're winning here and they'll be happy but you just see these superstars and the team starts to struggle they'll shoot their way out of town they don't want they don't want to lose because I think all these NBA players have big images, and yep. they don't want to be on some loser team that can't win, and they'll just they'll leave.
2: And the windows are so short in the NBA, which comes back to some of the stuff we were saying about age. We don't got to get to that again, but the window is shorter than we think. I mean, even like you know, we have these guys under contract right now, which is great, but it's like that's gonna close yeah. before we realize. Yeah, and then
0: you think about it too, when you look around the league and you're on a team that is struggling, but you, so you still got Tatum and Brown, decent team. But then you look around like there's fucking Brooklyn, the Lakers, all these powerhouse super teams. It's like, how are we ever going to get past this? And that's why I think some guys get frustrated because they think they have no shot, which honestly is usually true just because you think the super golden state, the Lakers last year, looking like Brooklyn might win the championship this year. All right, we good to go for trivia? You're writing the last question right now. I'm writing the last question. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much all I have for the true or false segment. Let's see if there's any off topic or miscellaneous stuff I wanted to get. Do to. you have any any notable dunking trips lately? Well, actually, I actually have my coffee right there. It's a good <laughs> Nick's got some munchkins in here. I still as you've heard me bring up the last episode, the one before getting these Amazon calls from these people trying to scam me. I got one this week <laughs> from this guy or this automated thing saying there was a warrant out for my arrest in Colorado. And it's the same the same people trying to like scam me. And I, they called me again yesterday, and it was the Amazon thing. I stayed on the line. And I was like, this is an FBI agent. What are you doing calling this phone? The guy goes, like, off script, and he's like, "Like, oh, uh, yeah, so funny. He hangs up because I probably scared <laughs> him. And then I, they called me again 10 minutes later. And this time I played into the dude's game. and was like, oh, yeah, I think my Amazon account was hacked. And he's like, oh, would you like to cancel it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, you need to get on a computer and go to www.mycomputer.com or something. And download this software. <laughs> so at this point, I flipped the script on him. I was like, "Oh, you want me to download that software so you can hack into my computer? You fucking scumbag!" And he's like, "He's like, sir, calm down, have a drink of water." And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! I know your game, buddy." And he just kept saying, "Have a glass of water. Have a glass of water." Hung up. One of the times I'm gonna get them on this fucking podcast. Fucking scumbags. I, they, they make and then when I like call them out on it, they'll like play. They'll, they'll like tease you and mock you. They're, they're, they're probably making bank off those old people. Mm, I agree. One one little tip for uh, all the viewers out
2: there, or listeners out there, I should say. Uh, I, I did do some telemarketing in my day, just doing some fundraising for UMass when I was a student there. And I will say the rules are that if you say to take them, a lot of people like to pick up the phone, be like, F you, whatever. But if you do say, take them off, the, or take me off this list. They are legally required to do that. Now, again, oh, I don't know okay. how many, like, it's all sorts of illegal anyway, so I don't know how they really Yeah, because this isn't
0: even, like, telemarketing. This yeah. is, like, straight scam. Like, they're not a real place. Yeah. They're totally probably in some, who the fuck knows where these people are calling me from. And it's always an Illinois area code or Seattle. Yeah. So I don't
2: know. Absolutely. Well, if you do pick it up, I will say I recommend it. I've, I have noticed a, a decrease in scam calls since I started working there. And, and I've been doing that with every telemarketer. But I can't really help you with the robots either. Yeah, I got to stop playing into their game. Though. I think
0: they keep calling me because I know I'm going to pick up and talk to them. They the and they're going to get me one of these times. But nah, not happening. All right, we good? All right, we're ready. So we don't have any
1: markers. So it's you guys are going to have to flip over on the we back. We don't have even one
0: marker? Well, uh, we
1: might you guys might as well both use paper and pen if there's only okay, one friend. Nice okay, sounds good. All right, let's get it. So we got Nick and RJ trivia questions made by yours truly. No Andy today, so thank God, honestly.
0: <laughs> um, your performance much better than any Gifford we've ever had on here. <laughs> any Gifford? Oh, Giff- in the Giffords' home too. Yeah. With disrespect, <laughs> dwelling just, in their basement. Just <laughs> brutal.
1: All right, so a lot of these questions uh, change in, in format. Some of them are gonna be uh whoever can name the most of a certain um topic will get the question yada yada i'll let you guys know as we go um all right you ready yeah i'm good i'm good to go okay name the three teams that the la lakers beat in their nba finals three-peat from 99 to 2002 most correct opponents named gets the question do i have to put it in order nope does not have to be in order <clears throat> yeah, we got a we got some we got some tough ones here. It's gonna to be tough on both know. of you, but
0: I think I know one of them, and then the other ones I'm like kind of know, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I bet if you dig deep, you'll be able to think of them.
1: And your hint is that it is three different teams. There's no okay. two time. Right. And for those who didn't know, Shaquille O'Neal was named Finals MVP each of those three years.
0: All right, I think I'm good. I don't, I, there's no chance I got. i give it. I'll give it. We'll yeah, you got thir- 30 seconds.
1: All
0: right. Celtics on tonight? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I don't I don't know what time they're at, but playing yeah. Washington, like I said. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, my lock, I think they're going to cover. Washington's. Depends how much. The Celtics, even, the even though they've prob- been. The spread's studies? probably going to be close, Have you have been looking at their spreads every game.
1: I have been out of the betting game even, for a week now. Even so. on this skid of theirs, they're still, like,
0: four-point favorites every night. That's what's what's horrible. All right, right. uh, let's hear what you guys got. All right, so I'm going to go first. Yep. I have the Sixers, the Pistons, and the Pacers. Okay, Uh, and you have – I have
2: the Nets, the Sixers, and the Pistons.
0: Both of you guys
1: get two out of three. The correct answer is the Pacers, the Sixers, and the Nets.
0: Oh, dude, for some reason I thought – Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Pacers, so the, Sixers, the Pacers, Nets The Pistons okay.
1: started getting to the finals just after the Pistons, their three Didn't feet. the
0: Pistons beat them in the finals? They did
1: they, The next or uh, I think there was a one-year break The, the, the Net, Spurs won in 03 The Nets
0: came to my head, but for some reason I was. I the thought J-Cad, they won Didn't the Nets beat the Celtics to go to the finals? Yeah, they did Fuck, I was thinking that they lost in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So, I, I knew the
2: Nets and the Sixers, but the Pistons were like my blind guess. I'm like, I knew they made the So since out. you guys
0: got the majority, though,
1: we'll count that as a correct answer for sure. each party. So I'll just give you guys a check mark sure. here. One. Two, one. And these are a lot better than those internet questions of fucking Andy. That was a good one. I love the Okay, this one is, is, is going to be a big one for you guys. So... Give me the single-season NFL record holder for these seven categories. Most correct wins. Wait, single-season. Single-season single season statistic okay. record. I'm going to name the, the seven categories here, and I'll repeat them as much as you need. You have passing yards, passing touchdowns, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and sacks. I'm not looking for the number. I'm looking for the player. Okay. So, so it's passing, receiving, rushing, both yards and touchdowns, and then sacks single season record oh, Jesus Christ oh man so the most of that category in a single season <laughs> if you have any questions on the categories let me know all right what were the after the quarterback ones the two receiving yards receiving touchdowns rushing yards rushing touchdowns and then sacks So then you said rushing yards or something? What yep, is- rushing yards and touchdowns and then sacks. And your one hint is that six of the seven of these category, uh, six of the seven of these record holders came in our lifetime. Only one of them okay. is not from our wow. lifetime. I know, uh, it speaks to the The last out. one is yeah. sacks, he sacks, said? yeah. Oh, I should know that. So it's, yeah, passing, receiving, rushing, yards and touchdowns, and then sacks. <laughs> right, I'm good. Give me one more second. Yeah, that, this is the longest. Um, yeah. oh. oh, actually, there is one that's a little longer but... Ooh, I like yeah. it though. You yeah, no, I'm trying to. Dive, I this. tried to dive into some good ones here. It's we're kind of
0: running out of. You really got to dive deep for some of these questions. Because this is probably what well, on the at least probably close to our tenth time doing trivia yeah, on the show. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't want to have any repeats of questions. That would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad luck. All right. I'll
1: uh, take your time. Thirty seconds left. Yeah. Take your time, but there's thirty <laughs> seconds left.
2: All right, I'm
1: good. All right, all right so. so I don't know if the best way to do this would be I ni- no, I'll Maybe have you, you s- guys each say your seven, and then um, I'll read the correct list. So all right, let me go first. Nick here. can start this okay. time. Right. Start with passing yards. Go down to sack.
2: Passing yards, I didn't know. I said Aaron Rodgers. Um, touchdowns, I said Peyton Manning. Receiving yards, I said Calvin Johnson. Receiving touchdowns, I said Randy Moss. Uh, rushing yards, I said Emmitt Smith. Rushing touchdowns, I said Ladainian Tomlinson. And sacks, I said Lawrence Taylor.
0: Okay.
2: A lot of the same answers. Yeah, I think fig- I probably figured that.
0: So I had touchdowns, Mahomes. Okay. Uh, yards, I had Drew Brees. Okay. Uh, receiving yards, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Receiving touchdowns, Randy Moss. Yeah. Uh, rushing touchdowns, I had Daniel Tomlinson. Yeah. Uh, most rushing yards in a season, I had Barry Sanders. And most sacks, I had Lawrence Taylor.
1: Nick. Wait. Doesn't get it right. No, Nick does win by a score of four to three. So I'm going to wow. go down the list here. <sighs> Fuck. So Nick got correct answers on passing touchdowns, Peyton Manning with 55, receiving yards, Calvin Johnson, receiving touchdowns, Randy Moss, rushing touchdowns, Ladanian Tomlinson. So you got three of the same ones, right? Fuck. It went, it went Manning for passing yards, Manning for passing touchdowns, Fuck. Calvin Johnson yards, Moss touchdowns. Eric Dickerson was the one out of our God lifetime. It, he beat out AP by eight yards mm. um, with Danny Tomlinson, and then Michael Strahan
0: had twenty-two and a half sacks in two thousand and wow, yeah. So for some reason, I knew Peyton Manning had the touchdown record but I was thinking like that I thought Mahomes like almost broke it for some reason. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, tied it. Brady. He had, yeah yeah 50, okay but or at least
2: 50 but and yeah, yeah the Evan Smith 50. thing throws me off because he's the career leader and yeah. I couldn't I just couldn't remember I almost put Dickerson too but I had no idea. If that was a on Passing yards but yeah that was a great question. Okay
1: so here's this one. We're diving into college basketball here. Oh, this oh, is just setting up for Nick. It's name the, name the two teams UConn beat in this decade to claim their two national championships. 2011 and 2014 were the years. Fuck you. I have no fucking clue. I'm not a
2: big college basketball guy, so I'm really kind of guessing here as well.
1: Uh, those are just my favorite college basketball runs, so I had to show them some Absolutely. love. So, which two teams did UConn beat? In, in Kemble Walker's 2011 national championship, and then in 2014. Do I have to say which year? Can I just name No, you one? could just name the two schools, and they don't have to be in order. And they're different schools. You'll different, different schools. That different. All right, I'm
2: Correct. Good. All right. A um, random guess. Give me one sec. I can have one down. Um,
0: maybe I can pull this one out of my ass and tie it up. Yeah. All right. All right. Want me to go first this time? Yep. I had Villanova and Duke. I had Butler and UNC. Nick
1: is correct. Butler. They beat Brad Stevens. <gasps> Butler in 2011, and in 2014 they beat John Calipari's Kentucky. Uh, okay. So he got one. He got one there. No. I knew Butler, and... but I
2: had not the other yeah. one's a blind guess.
1: All right, here we're going over the world of boxing. Question number four: In 1971, name the boxer that handed Muhammad Ali his first professional loss via 15-round decision.
2: What was the year on that you said?
1: 1971, in a, um, in a, a, arguably many people call it the best boxing bout of all time. 15-round um, decision. Muhammad Ali's first loss. This be considered a thriller in Manila. Uh, I cannot comment on anything. <laughs> I don't All right, even I got know my... what Thrilla in Manila is. I've right. heard of that term. I've I, heard um... of the rumble in the jungle, I believe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking uh...
0: of. Alright, I got
1: my answer. I don't
2: think it's right, though. Uh, I well, I don't even have another boxer from that era. Yes, I I <laughs> to be honest with you. Holy crap. Uh, I'll just write down someone that uh, punches people. There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Alright. I, I had Evander Holyfield. Okay. I had uh, Joe Frazier.
1: Joe Frazier is correct. Wow, nice needed job. Andrew, Andrew that. Holyfield is a, is a respectable guest. Yeah, so I, I know he
2: was like 90s. He beat yeah. like Tyson. Tyson, right? He beat Tyson. Tyson that, right. I
0: literally just... And I think that's who Tyson, Tyson bit his ear. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <sighs> needed um, that. That's a big... I needed that. that. Big. If I go fall down so three, far, four questions Nick, in. Three,
1: two. Nick is leading three to two through four questions. Question number five. Give me as many starting outfielders from the World Series winning 2013 Red Sox as you can. Starting outfielders. Yep, There are
0: three outfielders. In the 2013, their their last, uh, yeah, the 2013 title. So the Boston Strong championship here. So I'm naming as many as I can, or no, just like the starters. They're three start
1: the the three starters that appeared in okay. as the trio the most. There's there's three clear outfielders that you would name.
0: I'm like blanking bad on this for some reason. Fuck.
1: Oh boy. I'd say they do start to get probably slightly easier from here on out, but <sighs> no
0: promises. Why am I blanking on the cert? I can't. I can't believe I'm blanking this hard. Thank I hope RJ chokes this one big time. Yeah. This yeah. would be this. This, <laughs> this question me. is if, set up if, for me. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I have two of them. I'm s- s- totally fucking choking on the third guy.
1: So you guys know your hand. This is the Boston strong year, the year that David Ortiz hit the grand slam with the the cop in the stands. Open cop. Yeah. Yeah. Full time cop guy. <laughs> yeah. Takes pictures of every game since. Yeah. Oh, man. This is. I'm going to have to. 30 seconds.
2: I'm probably good whenever you're good, RJ. Yeah,
0: all right, I'm good. All right, it's Nick, go good. ahead and give me your names. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have. Uh, Carl Crawford. Okay, not a bad guess. Mookie Betts. <laughs> and Coco Crisp. Oh, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> all right, right field, I have Shane Victorino. Yep. Left field, I have Johnny Gomes. Yep. And center field is the one I could not. I put Ellsbury. Yeah.
2: Holy crap! I couldn't. No, Carl Crawford was close
0: though. I was was thinking you would at least know maybe Ellsbury. Crawford got traded in 2012. So positionally it was was tough, and I like I knew
2: like I just put Mookie just because I knew he was around. Like I didn't know what he got drafted. So I knew
0: the the 07 season it was Ellsbury and Crisp out in like center field, like left field. So I was I couldn't remember. I knew Crisp wasn't on the team anymore, but I couldn't remember if Ellsbury got traded right before. In 07, right field must have been JD drew yep correct yep i think he actually was the alcs MVP or yeah. one series. what position did crawford play just left left field, okay yo. so i picked
2: three oh, outfielders
1: yeah. Right? right yeah you're there good you go that's, you're... that's about as yeah. good as i could do then honestly wait who was the other one you named besides crispin um
2: crawford it was
0: mookie oh yeah yeah okay i almost said JVJ. i did
2: too i was just because i knew he played back to though.
1: basketball and what is arguably our longest question probably won't take as much thinking as well yeah it might all right <laughs> Name the 2010 All-Star starters for each conference. Most correct names wins. 2010, all right. 2010, and for the year, we're talking about the 09-10 season. So this is the year that the Celtics lost to the Lakers yep. in the finals, not the year that the Mavericks beat the Heat. God, no fucking clue. And the tiebreaker, if you guys want to put the tiebreaker down, just in case the tiebreaker is who is the All-Star Game MVP. Okay. said 2010 2010 yeah and RJ just so you know there's five people in the starting lineup for the all-star game oh funny <laughs> fuck you I guess uh, I'll check my Robin Hood act in the shit. meantime because I'm a full-time investor now I'm not <laughs> stonks only <Yeah>. go up <laughs> oh I'm choking hard I really don't fucking know <clears throat> you yeah, gotta you know it was a different era it's a weird year yeah to be honest with you I'm trying to think of like who was fucking like, really good then yeah Hm. uh 2009 2010 was the LeBron MVP year not that that helps but I'm trying to set the climate for yeah you. yeah
2: yeah I think we can put that guy down
1: maybe
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <For> <laughs> Ugh, man um. <laughs> this is a tough one I know I'm trying to think of' this, like as many guys as I can off the top of my head right now yeah
1: it's tough. you're definitely gonna hear them in Probably in some cases be like, damn. Yeah, like how the fuck did I miss him? Yeah. I'm trying um, to think if I got anything to keep the viewers entertained in the meantime here. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, another, I'm yeah, gonna no, take it. your time. No, but I'm not just, even. I'm
0: probably not even gonna be able to fill it up. I don't. Oh, you gotta at least fill yeah, up the. You got some it, names. man. You got
2: some names in there.
0: I really don't. <sighs> Hmm.
1: What do I have on my mind? Yeah, so Jeff T back-to-back 14-point <laughs> games. What is he going to do against the Wizards? Probably not much. He puts double digits up. We might have something going there. All right, I'm good. Don't forget your uh tiebreaker. I do, I got it. I maybe
0: got two. Okay. Um, you think
1: you've gotten you think you got two, correct? Yep.
0: Yeah. I I can't. I'm not good at this. I'm blanking bad.
1: This, in my opinion, is probably the, the most
0: difficult remaining question. This is what, question six? And we're question three, six three. with four to go after this. this and six. I got a tiebreaker. It's job. quickly my turn to our longest episode. What? It's quickly my turn to our longest episode. What are we at right now, Hour 23. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know what the longest one. It's right. like hour You three. good, Nick? Yeah. Who started? Be. He started first? Yeah, last? I think so I'll, I'll, I'll go. go. So, go. 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 Right. so should I start with my east starters? Start with your east. All right, so point guard. Allen Iverson. You don't have to specify positions. All right. Iverson, Ray Allen, LeBron, Kevin Garnett, Dwight Howard. In the west, I have Chris Paul, Kobe, Carmelo, Dirk, Tim Duncan. Kobe, you said Kobe, Mello. yeah, Dirk, Tim Duncan. And I said Chris Paul is the point guard. Wow.
2: We had a lot of similar answers.
0: I think you did pretty good there. Okay.
2: All right. My east was no, obviously no positions. LeBron, Garnett, Wade. I had Rondo and Dwight, and then I had uh, for the West, I had Kobe, Chris Paul, Melo, Pau Gasol, and I put Yao Ming. I had Pau Gasol at one point. And I crossed them out. For I that. just know okay. they won the title. That you year. said say your West
1: one more time? Yeah, it was
2: Kobe Bryant, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Pau Gasol, Yao Ming. Know those China voters, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a the good. the fan voters ran. That I'm actually on. might pull off for He you. was almost definitely by on a, that team. By
1: a score of 6-5, to five, R.J. Oh, takes the question. No. R.J. got three from each conference. Jeez. You both got duped by Kobe Bryant. I don't know how he wasn't an all-star starter that was year. Was he hurt, maybe? He, might, you? he must have been. Wow. So, no, so but he, they won the
0: finals that year.
1: So your Eastern Conference all-stars were LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Dwight Howard, Joe Johnson, who must have been Ugh, a fill-in. Really gross. And Kevin Garnett. Was he
0: playing for back then, Atlanta? Still. Yeah, Atlanta. All
1: right. And for your Western Conference, you had Carmelo Anthony, Dirk, Steve Nash, Amare Stoudemire, and Tim Duncan. That was when Nash and Amare were yeah, at the yeah. top of their...
2: Yeah, I, was, I had Nash, and I crossed it out for CP. Who would you say Atlanta, was like the three? That earlier.
1: Um, That,
0: that you Where, got? were the West? No, who were the West starters again? Mello, Dirk, Nash, Stoudemire, Tim Duncan. I saved myself with them. I had Durant down at first, and I crossed him out and put in Mellow. Oh. So that's snap. it. When well, we had a yeah, walk yeah, What I, were
1: your guys' uh, type of MVPs? I had Kobe, but he wasn't even yeah. in, I guess. I, I didn't put one down. D Wade, D Wade was the. Yeah. Uh, Wade was a good.
0: Uh, when you said Wade, I was like, yeah, Wade was a Yeah, I almost started. cleaned up in the East. I just got
2: Rondo wrong. It was just the West that killed me. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we've got RJ
1: ahead. My one question. Four to night. three through six.
2: Do we have another piece of paper?
1: Um. Just oh, you already have it. Hey, take this. Take this. <laughs> yeah. There you oh, go. Fun.
2: Sorry.
1: Okay. Three,
2: Question seven. Four questions left.
1: Yep. Sorry, uh, four yep. questions left. Yep. Question seven. Name the three infamous Super Bowl catches against the Patriots. I want the name of the wide receivers. This is in the um. This is in the two that both of the Giants losses and then in the Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl win. Yeah. There was three ridiculous catches that happened that, um. If you you know. As a Patriots fan, we all know of those catches. Alright. Good one. And I just need the name of the receiver for each catch.
2: So two Giants, one Seahawks, right? Yes. Uh let me just Yeah, I'm good. All right. You start. All right. I had David Tyree, Mario Manningham, and Jermaine Kearse. Same exact answers. Correct.
1: God damn.
0: I knew that one too. That, that might like, have been shit. the easiest one. So the Mario Manningham oh, one, I was like, ch- I was like, it was it Manningham.
1: I wasn't sure if someone was going to slip up with the uh, the curse one and maybe say like Baldwin. I or thought Lockett he was going to do that because I knew he was going to know the. Giants or uh, maybe Percy Harvin or something, but um, it's a battle. a battle right oh, now.
0: God, I'm, I'm like I'm
1: shaking because of this coffee too. I haven't had anything we to got, eat today. I'm we jittery got, as hell right we now. We got three questions to go. RJ's holding a five to four lead here. Um, question number eight. Who famously gave Paul Pierce his nickname The Truth? Your hint is that he is a he is an NBA player. Like not, like just in general. Yeah, well he, he's not like a, a personality, he's not like a fan. It was a player. All right, I'm good. i to go first. Jack. Yep. Jack. Correct. Fuck. <laughs> Two questions to go. Nick is down one. I just got to get get R- one right and at least hold a draw. 6 To five there is a tiebreaker okay
0: that's good that you're prepared for that okay
1: number nine staying in the nba actually we're staying in the nba all the way through surprisingly you're setting me up to fail i'm not i'm really give give
0: me another baseball question i want to end
1: (laughs) this now all right number nine name the only two players to win mvp and defensive player of the year in the same season say it again Name the only two NBA players to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. Your hint, uh, actually, Ugh. your hint, actually, you both get the same. Your hint is that they it occurred within um, 10 years of each other. That's your window. Okay. Ooh. Actually, I'll be more specific. It occurred within seven years of each other. And for tiebreaker, name, uh, put the year of the, of when they did it, okay. just in case it comes to that. I don't think I'm going to get this one right. Think, dig deep, you guys.
0: Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the help. Yeah. Pep talk. I, I don't know. Um,
2: I think I, uh, who answered first? Uh, I did, I think. Yeah, I had, um. Michael Jordan in 95 96, and then I had Kevin Garnett in 03 04.
1: Okay. I think that's right.
2: I had Michael Jordan, LeBron James.
1: Both of you guys get one. So we're going to count it as. Uh, we'll give you guys the check mark for each. You both got Michael Jordan. The other team? answer was Hakeem. Oh, Archon. no. Oh,
0: no. I RJ, caught, your hint was they happened out. within. I, I couldn't think of another other. name. But then I was I couldn't think of another name. It
1: was at, uh, Jordan in 87, 88. Was, like, was Elijah in like it. eight ninety
0: eight? Jordy
1: Jordan in 87, 88. Elijah in 93 and 94.
0: Damn, so oh, okay. Jordan did that in 87? You, yeah, seven in his third years, year.
2: Seven years threw me off because I was thinking Jordan did I don't know why yeah. I put 90. I was thinking he did it at like one of the last of the three-peats. And then I knew I thought Garnett did it too like when he got his MVP in 04. But I almost put Akeem. Goddamn.
1: Okay, so going them. in to the final question. RJ holds a one-point lead here, 7-6. to six. There have been two foreign-born finals MVPs since 2000. Name them. Foreign-born finals MVPs since 2000. And name the year of their finals MVP for the question tiebreaker. And if you guys tie the question, I have a, an actual tiebreaker. Wait, so... So, name the year that they won finals MVP. Is that a part of the question? It or is. It's just a no, tie it, it's the tiebreaker for the question. So, if you both get it correct. Um, okay. And in order to take the tiebreaker, or yeah, we'll And do, you said how recent? You just said... Since 2000. There have been two, two foreign-born MVPs okay. in the finals. In the finals. Okay. So, the way it'll go is if you both get the names and one of you doesn't get either year right but one of you gets one year right that person will get the credit okay and if you both get um you know one year right you'll both get the question yeah i'm
0: trying to think yep. oh man i think i got one of them for sure oh, i'm man. blanking on the second guy though think long and hard you guys got as much
1: time as you want it's question 10 oh boy i gotta think of this I
0: think i got it All right, I'm good. No, I think I'm going first for this one. Are you? Yeah, because he went yeah, first last yeah, on one. Yeah. All right, I got my. All right, ready? Yep. Dirk Nowitzki, Manu Ginobili.
2: Dirk Nowitzki, 2011. Tony Parker, 2007. Nick. Oh
0: my!
1: Correct, and he's got the years down to the t. Oh, dude, hey.
0: I was I was between Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili I knew, too. I knew
2: TP stole one from from Timmy from Timmy on oh of those. but God. I guessed on the year because the Spurs won it in like 05, 07 and like 99
0: yeah.
1: 03, 05 07, 13 exactly
2: it's like yeah all spaced apart yeah. good for you for guessing a Spur though I did. I had no idea what you were going to put for the second it came one, to
0: me at the last second because I was thinking the, when the like, what year was the Parker one? 7 Yep, I put 7 down for yep. Ginobili, too. So it was the uh, year before the Celtics. I Euros knew it would be a good
1: like... question, too, because they oh. have two foreign
0: boards. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah. he's Parker's French, yeah. right? And then Ginobili's what? So uh, like...
1: Dirk was obviously a gimme. Out out. I hope yeah, you guys didn't yeah. struggle. So I really wasn't expecting it to come to this, and the tiebreaker is so kind of back weak. Back and forth trivia oh. game. The tiebreaker is kind of weak, so what I'm thinking is if you guys both get the tiebreaker right, you got to give me a, a minute, Okay. and I'm going to... Come up with one actual question, and okay. then if that ends in a deadlock, you guys are gonna have to have a round two at some point. At another, yeah, yeah, at okay. a later another date. Time, yeah. Tiebreaker is a true or false. Oh Jesus
0: Christ! They <laughs> flip the coin. Yeah,
1: literally. Larry Bird won Finals MVP in each of the Celtics' 80s championships: 81, 84, and 86. True or false? Oh my God! Fuck you for this question. I have no clue. Question tiebreaker, if you, um, well, if, yeah, no tiebreaker.
2: Can I get the year? It was 81, 81,
1: 80,
0: 81, 84, 86. Okay. Yep. All right. All right, I'm good.
1: I'm good as well. All
0: right. He's up first. All right. False. I also put false. Correct. Oh, my God. I, I was going to
2: say, I, I. were you going to say, guess I who did it? fucked up.
1: Matt just gave it away almost.
2: I, I think I knew. Was it, with Cedric Maxwell win in 81? Yeah. yeah, The 81, I knew he didn't win.
1: All right, you guys buy some time here. Think of something to talk to. I'm going to go into the other room to do this. So All right, so yes. Uh, it's
2: official. What an exciting match, our, dude. Yeah, This I'm, I'm, I'm jittery. I'm shaking from this coffee right now. I haven't eaten
0: anything in the Ings. I mean, at least I didn't lose. I'm not going to be losing to Norman. Oh That's God. all I gotta say about <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, let me see what else I got yeah. here.
2: Uh, I'm just saying I'm a longtime listener of the show. It's, yeah, I think it's, you've been good. You've it's, been really good. It's, it's happy good. to, it's happy to, you know, be finally on the pod with the boys.
0: I, I yeah, enjoy the. Yeah, it's nice to get another voice. Yeah, in here it's, it's gonna be. Now we're in this weird transition with no football where it's gonna be, football. You know, football is the main because there's all these fucking games to talk about during yeah. a week. But I know we're gonna have maybe not next episode but the episode after that might have to do norm versus jesse because there's not gonna be any nba games to talk about either because they'll be in the yeah. all-star break but hopefully once nfl free agency kicks back up but i,
2: agree. I mean well, it couldn't be
0: any worse than we were last spring when we had the deal with no sports because of covid but also brady was driving that yeah. talking on the podcast because their whole brady debate was going on but there's not yeah. none none of that yeah. going on. now. I think right the now. betting
2: segment definitely takes a hit too. I mean, I love basketball, but betting on basketball is so brutal. It's like you can have a neck and neck game for 48 minutes. It's like a two point game, and then some like the foul game starts yeah. happening, and a team wins by 10. Like yep. I, I, so it's hard to do like the parlays and the game. And it's not like people are looking forward to the games every weekend.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I had a bet this past week, and it was like a parlay. and I needed one more thing to hit, and I took the Pistons plus nine and a half versus New Orleans, and they lost by 10. And they were up by one point at, like, <laughs> 10 in the second quarter. It's like, man, you guys can't cover fucking 20 points for one half. It's just, yeah, the betting game. I betting's game strong. Uh bet I have for tonight is I like Brooklyn minus three and a half versus Dallas. I was going to say. Brooklyn's just rolling right now. What are, they, are they still on a win streak, like a 9-10 game win streak right yeah, now?
2: Yeah, and I think Dallas, that's one thing we didn't mention before, is how much Dallas has struggled. I mean, they had that game against the Celtics, I'm sure we all watched. That was just, like, pure heroism. Uh, Heroic performance from Luka. Um, but in general, it's like they actually have really similar issues with the Celtics, except their come down to one guy. It's like if Luka's not making the play, they're, they're really missing Seth Curry. Like Josh Richardson really hasn't helped them much this year. And um, even though they had that good win over the Celtics, then they got clobbered by uh, the Sixers the other night. Yeah. So I, I think that'd be a good bet, too. I'm not much of a betting man, but I would definitely take Brooklyn tonight over Dallas.
0: Yeah, Dallas is another team that. Watching that game against, they don't have anybody other than Luke, and you can't trust Porzingis Honest, to stay
2: healthy. I agree. I think Porzingis has definitely been a disappointment Tim H- Tim
0: Hardaway Jr. is fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's not
2: great. I just think that they tried to put, uh, like, instead of putting, like, scores and, and got, like, Tim Hardaway is a good catch-and-shoot player but kind of needs the ball in his hands to create a shot. That's kind of where he excels. Um, they haven't, like, losing Seth Curry and getting, like, Richardson, that's, it just hurts the spacing, um, you know, for that team. And you got to wonder, when, when does, like, Rick Carlisle's seat get a little hot. You know what, what I has mean? has he been the coach there for he's twenty years? Forever, and I'm not gonna sit here and say he's not a good coach, but it's just like, dude, that guy's got an all-world talent. I mean, Tatum and Brown are special, but like this guy's the future of the league. But he is. Is, when
0: LeBron, he's probably gonna be the best player in the league at one point. Absolutely. You can make the argument that he's already like free. I top think five.
2: he's five absolutely the most valuable asset in the league. I think if you're building a franchise, I don't think there's any possibility. Didn't right
0: Atlanta to him trade him, him for Trey Young uh, on draft God, night? Dude. You got Trey Young's a fine player, but he's a guard. You want that nice big yeah. wing player once you know, He kind of is a point guard, too, but he's a big guard.
2: Yeah, I think that... And, and one thing I will say is I'm not a big Trey Young guy by any means, but the Hawks take a lot of flack for that deal. But it's like, how did the Kings and the Suns get off scot-free for that? Yeah. Taking Bagley or taking Aiton at one, Bagley at two. It's like, that's just such... It's just terrible. I mean, it, it's hard to know, but, you know, I think c- certain, like, analytics community were super high on Luka. And when people draft European players... It's usually like, oh, they put up, you know, like like sixteen and five in, in the in the Euro League and they did this and they did that. Luca was the M V P of that league yeah. at like eighteen. Like that dude was like their LeBron and it wasn't even close. So that's
0: that's a big miss. But yeah, I think Dallas has to to turn it around soon. But um, I don't think Porzingis is the answer for the second guy there. He's no, just not I don't healthy think... enough. He's not he's a good player, but like where would you rank him at, like, top 20, 25 player, if that? Yeah, I yeah. think it's definitely been tough.
2: He hasn't been, you know, he's definitely at, like, probably 90% since what he was in New York, which was obviously, like, what, three, four years ago since he was kind of a he's dominant player. He's still, like, kind of young, too, though, right? Isn't he only, yeah. like, 25, 26? Oh, he's definitely young. and little and, and dude,
0: look how skinny he is. Maybe put some – get into the weight room. He
2: is pretty good in the post. I think the issue is that he's been he's been shooting the ball really poorly from three. Luka <laughs> actually hasn't been shooting that well either, but um, – it's just like I think you just need a, a, a more of a traditional low post player there to help out with Luka and, and then maybe just some more spacing on the court. But he's been shooting the ball terribly. I, every time I've watched a Mavs game, he's he's taken a really bad yeah. shot late. So uh, I think it can come along, but I think the balls and it's just too revolved around Luka and, and Porzingis hasn't hit his rhythm. Um, one thing I saw on the sheet earlier that I don't know if you and Jesse mentioned before was All-Star. Did you feel like anybody got snubbed? Yeah, on the so L-S3 L-S3 I
0: so – they were talking uh... – Trey Young was the guy that got snubbed. Did Booker get snubbed too? So Booker of?
2: ended up being the replacement for Anthony Davis. So, you know, he's he's in there now. But I think for me, I think it really comes down to the like I think in the West they really got it right, especially now that Booker got in. I yeah. think there was an argument to be made between Booker and Paul, which they went Paul, but Booker got in. And then there was an argument to be made between Zion and Ingram, which I think the fans want to see Zion, so I think that's fine. But um, in the East, I think there was definitely a mistake made. Like, Vucevic has had a career year, like, 24-12, and 12, but um, with hit, like, just the guys that didn't make it in, on better teams. I, I mean, I, I don't like Trey, but he's a name. Chris Middleton, I know it's not a sexy thing, but he's averaging basically what he did last year, shooting 50-40-90, like, comfortably. Like, the shooting splits He's a, are he's a solid player. He you is, know, like, French top
0: 20 in the league. Good. Yeah, thought
2: yeah, he awesome. maybe he died in there. It's a tough one. Oh, boy the tough one. Good for you, Jesse, for thinking of something on the spot to, to it do. Was I know it's hard. it's hard. I was like
0: blank for like 2 minutes. We're, we're at an hour 39 well, right now. I'm fine with it.
2: Okay. I'm fine with it. Lucky viewers, lucky listeners. Okay. Letters.
1: So, we're going back to football. So this, this is, is question 12.
0: Oh, question four. 12. Jeez, so many. You can't lose now hour hour. Hour. double so, double
1: OT. We are specifying. Oh, I'm so nervous. You're going to want to write these years down before we get into the question, right? 0708. Yep. Yeah. 2011 12. 2014 slash 15, 16 slash 17, and 18 slash 19. So you said 2013 slash 2014? 2014. Uh, 14,
0: 15. I so think. it's whatever year the Patriots beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. So. Okay, so it's what? You said 07, 08. 07, 08. Oh, wait, you're saying that's the year, 07 slash 08. Yeah, we're
1: talking about so I can name the season too if you want to have this before I ask the question. It's, 07, 08. I'm, I get you. It's I the got two you know. Giants losses. The win against the Seahawks, the win against the Falcons, and the win against the Rams, all for the Patriots' Super Bowls. So all six wins? No, 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 no. It's the two losses to the Giants. Okay. And then um, their last three wins against the Seahawks, against okay. the Falcons, yep. and against so f- the Rams. 14-15, 16-17? And 18-19. Mm-hmm. Okay. The year that is being excluded is the year they uh, lost to the Eagles. Okay. The question is, name the team... That the Patriots beat in the AFC championship in each of those seasons to make it to the Super Bowl. Oh boy. It's, okay. it's a tough one. Most correct wins, if you guys tie here, we're at a complete. Either way, this deserves a round two, no doubt. But uh Alright. It's gonna be tough. Watch us tie. We both get like four. I nine. wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Just, You're just gonna have to it's try all and think of the year and who was good and that. Era, I'm gonna let you guys think, and when I come back down, I just gotta throw the sandwich away.
0: Oof, fucking this is, this is freaking tough. Like I know a couple of them, but I'm like sweating over here. Yeah, it's it is really tough. Oh man. Hmm. I gotta start. With
2: my my uh, football fanship kind of started later than yours did, so yeah, the Giants um, ones are a little hazy
0: for me. Oh boy. <clears throat> I'm like totally fucking choking on the fucking last one. I agree. Too right now. So obviously the last one was that
1: boring Super Bowl against the Rams. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why can I not remember?
1: Probably, probably the toughest one, honestly. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I'm trying to think where the fuck I was watching that that's game. Yeah, what, that's what
2: helps me, too. It's like you got to think back to where you were when you watch these games. But
0: All right, I'm good. It's the best I'm going to get. I think I might have all of them. You're good.
2: Shoot. All right. I'm just gonna go for it. All right, All right. I'm gonna go first. Yeah, you can go yep. first. All right, so oh seven, oh so, eight
0: Chargers, eleven twelve Ravens, fourteen fifteen Colts, sixteen seventeen Steelers, eighteen nineteen Chiefs. Oh
2: boy sums, right? <laughs> I had uh 0708 I put Pittsburgh uh 1112 I also put Baltimore 1415 I also put Baltimore there. Uh 1617 I put Pittsburgh and 1819 I put Chiefs.
1: 1819 it was Chiefs. Yep. 1617 it was Steelers. Yep. 1415 it was Colts. 1112 Ravens. 0708 Chargers. Chargers. RJ got it. So you won four to three. Did you get? You, got, you got four out of five. Or I got. um Oh yeah. The only one you didn't get right was the Chargers. Oh yeah.
2: Whew. Wait, you got you win all five? Yeah. Oh wow. Holy the crap. Steelers went out to blanking tick. on.
0: I was blinking on the Chiefs at first, too. I know. For some was, that was
1: like the one that should have been a gimme. Yeah. That was yeah, good. that was, it, that that was, was that's it, a, that's, was a, that's best, a
0: historic man. trivia matchup right that was, there. That was a lot of fun, man. That was so, again, awesome. Nerves yeah. are rattling, double L T like that.
1: Had to go to question twelve to break the tie I had to
0: shower after this. i got nervous. All right. You guys got anything else? Nah, that was good. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, Nick, thanks for coming on. i thought happy Did a great job. Put your we'll put your name in the hat next time we have somebody else out. I know Norman's going to be real salty, but he'll get his, he'll get his opportunity <laughs> he'll get eventually. Maybe but... next time me and him have to go out of the trigger, we'll let him come Yeah, on I think we lot. will do that. But, yeah. yeah, okay. Like I said, Nick, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jesse. And, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Sweet.